grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go But she forgot her medication And she staggered out the door into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack She had hoof prints on her forehead And incriminating claws marks on her back Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now we're all so proud of Grandpa He's been taking this so well See him in there watching football Drinking beer and playing cards with Cousin Mel It's not Christmas without Grandma All the families dressed in black And we just can't help but wonder Should we open up her gifts or send them back? Send them back! Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa As for me and Grandpa, we believe Now the goose is on the table And the pudding made of fig And the blue and silver candles That would just have matched the hair in Grandma's wig I've warned all my friends and neighbors Better watch out for yourselves They should never give a license To a man who drives a sleigh and plays with elves Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Singing Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas What? What? Merry Christmas Christmas do you know that's a tango? That's what? That's a tango. <laughs> we have to have Emiliana break that down for us in all yeah. the sections. I killed my wife. Is it my headphone or you're breaking up a lot? 
Um, I would love to hear what others are hearing. Maybe I need to switch headsets. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to continue on. Okay. Um, he's, am I breaking up? Shit. Wonder why. He's breaking up. And it's not me who's breaking him up. Nothing. God damn it. I don't know. Uh, I'm better now. Thank you for the feedback. So, man leaves his wife for another woman and blames another man for the murder. <laughs> that is a classic thing. Uh, indeed. That's true. I didn't think about that. Good choice, Adam. Thank you. Your suggestion. Yes, indeed. When you wanted a Christmas song, immediately thought of grandma being run over by a reindeer. That's how my head works. Yeah, something Christmas, but not too lame. Although that was pretty lame. That is pretty uh, typical of Christmas. <laughs> it's okay, though. I like it. I can listen to that song. Um, so tell me a Christmas story, Adam. The calligraphy pen. <laughs> what do you mean? I think I was like eight or nine, maybe even a little older. I had that weird wave in my hair. Um, all I wanted for Christmas was a calligraphy pen. <laughs> I wonder where you got that idea. Uh, something was happening in school. We were working with calligraphy pens, and I really enjoyed it. And I remember, because always in our family, the last thing we did was open the stockings. Mm. So we opened the presents, and I knew it was in the stocking. So I was just an anxiously waiting the whole morning. And the way my family did gifts was one at a time in sort of like in order. Like I would go, then Gary, then Laura. I think Janie wasn't born yet uh, or she was very little. And so I'm just anxiously waiting like, God, hurry up. And then I tore up my stocking finally and I grabbed the pen and I just bolt around the house like, calligraphy bag, calligraphy bag. <laughs> really fine. Ten-year-old voice. Hey. <laughs> oh my god! I can visualize. I actually, there's the actually cute redhead running around the house, who's also a villain at the same time, probably. The only Christmas we got on video, that was it. We had a camera that year. Can you hear me? Uh, it broke up for me. Sorry. Maybe try calling from your phone. It might be my Wi-Fi. It could be, but then we'd be—I'd be breaking up, right? You're the host. Well, hopefully, that's not, not the case. Uh, anyway, that was the year. That was the only year we got the Christmas opening on video. So you could actually find me a video of me doing that, running around the house screaming. Man, I want that video. I'll have to find Laura, get it for my sister. 
Well, I'm texting her as we speak now. You have a Christmas story? <laughs> Do I have a Christmas story? Christmas Day is my mom's birthday. So those are my Christmas stories. We didn't really celebrate Christmas growing up, so I don't. Christmas Day is uh, Riley, my niece. I know. But the calligraphy pen supersedes that. <laughs> <laughs> My Christmas stories are more here, I guess, in the U.S. And I remember the time where it's like, because my house was always like the spot for having friends over. And as you know as well, as having been a roommate. Uh, but it was at one point I remember having 10 friends over and playing Jenga as always in suspense mode and then like Chrissy and Mark were over, a, a friend of mine from Turkey was over. Uh, I'm gonna guess you might have been over as well because Mark and Chrissy were about to leave and we're saying goodbyes, all of a sudden toilet paper roll comes out of the bathroom and we start dancing limbo. And toilet paper becomes the string that we hold and it was just like great toilet paper madness on christmas hmm. i'm gonna guess that was christmas eve celebration into christmas day and that was like an awesome moment then it turned into a crazy dance party were you not in that one I must maybe have been. you were visiting home maybe maybe like, um, but yeah it was it was pretty mellow until then, just games and like hanging out and eating, mm -hmm. and then in the old loft, it just turned into a madness limbo party with toilet paper. Then we started doing imitations and like Michael Jackson and this and that. Maybe Mish would remember; she might have been there. <clears throat> Sounds like something I might have even inspired. But... And I also remember you coming to Tango Cafe when Tango Cafe fell on, uh, was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, that you were dressed as Santa. Hobo Santa. And you actually wore long johns? Yep, I wore long johns with a <laughs> that said Santa. You had the beard? And the hat, and you wore long johns, and you had something written on your ass, I Hello. think. Hello? Check. Hello. Oh, dear. Uh, it said, like, magic something, and then I made the beard out of cotton balls on a piece of canvas, and I cut the canvas like a, you know, like, like an oval kind of with a mouth hole in it. Uh-huh. I just remember I was dressed so ridiculously that I had the idea, I was all excited, and then right before I went out in front of all those people, I was like, what kind of a jackass am I? <laughs> <laughs> I look like an asshole. <laughs> it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I was, uh, I don't know. We had done a lot of like decorated cookies and strawberries and this and that too. And it was like, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 people. 
Tops 40. All night. But it was a really fun night. All night. So how was your day today? Feliz Navidad. Yes, April. And Buon Natale. I don't know how you say that. I'm going to guess that's Italian. My, I don't know. Do we say Merry name. Christmas in Turkish, I'm thinking? I don't know, but Emiliano is going to play in I'm Turkish play. for us today. Huh? Hold on. I'm going to call in. This isn't working. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's not working. <clears throat> And I'm going to sing in the meantime. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. You're echoing a little bit. Is your other mic muted? Yeah. So I don't know. What was the echo. problem? Echo, echo. Did you still hear me? Your both mics are on, Adam. So we are hearing you twice. No, my other mic is off. No, I hear Tango Uncorked blinking as you speak. So... And the mic blinking? seems active. Blinking? Yeah, on the phone. I don't know what blinking means. Well, on the phone, you can tell who's speaking because it glows around the circle. Mm -hmm. Do you see when you speak? I hear, I see Tango Uncorked and Annabelle Troilo glowing. Yeah. So this is I'm a very interesting conversation turn up right now. My computer sounds, but it's not working. Okay, now you're Can good. You now you're not echoing. I know, but I had to, to mute my computer, and so that's a problem if we want to play music later. I see. Well, you can uh, mute yourself on the phone later and when you do that. Hello? Hello, hello. No more echo, and you sound good. Wonderful. I love how Podbean always likes to throw these curveballs every week. Something is not working <laughs> for like, we do all these sound checks. People think like we don't prepare, but we do all these sound checks. We try, yes. we, we do all these things, and then it just so happens with the night we do it, occasionally, it just doesn't work. You do have to sing now, like Emiliano says, because it sounds great. Finally. Yeah, I think we need to keep a record of like all the sound checks we do, especially like when we get together. Every time we do this show together and we do sound checks, they're hilarious listening to them. I have all of the sound checks I've ever done. Oh, you do? Pretty I, much. The, the ones where, ones. like, I can't hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, like, well, anything we're, that we're, like, we did cursing at each other. Kept, yeah. <laughs> Good. And then some of the ones with guests, like, some of the times the sound checks are more interesting than the show. <laughs> what? Just kidding. No. Just <laughs> no way. Emiliana, you can call in any time. So you We're gave me uh, a pretty tame Christmas story. Yeah, I, I know. Guess. I don't know. I don't think I have crazy Christmas stories. I guess in the future we'll have to change that. <laughs> Hello, Emiliano. Hello. Can you hear hola, me, guys? Hola. Yes. Yes, sir. With echo, with no echo, with what? No echo. No echo, good. No echo, you can sing too. I, you don't want me to sing, but I could. I do, I've actually heard you sing. <laughs> oh, really? In class many times, but Shit. also oh, that's, that's when you true. recorded when I give and you examples. posted. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> 
I know. How are you guys? Good. Well. Since yesterday? <laughs> Since I know. Since yesterday. I haven't yeah. seen you for a while. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm listening to really accompaniments funny. constantly thanks to you and our oh, listening good. yesterday. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so not. So it's not my fault. It's not something bad like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you finished something, you posted something on Facebook today. You just finished 10. Yeah, and piano suites. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a project that I I started when when the pandemic started. I I wrote one piece for cello, violoncello, and piano, and then I decided to write another, and then another, and then another, and then suddenly I had ten, and I was Whoa. like, okay, let's finish them and then let's record them. So yeah, today I I kind of like finish actually finished the. Of writing all of them, and now I'm gonna just revise them a little bit, and then go to the studio in the next weeks and record them. So yeah, it's an, another project that is happening. It's good. I, I was and listening who's to who's playing the cello. Sorry. Uh, well, the, uh, the cello is gonna be played by Amy Kang. Amy Kang is a okay. friend. Yeah, you played with her in Philly recently. That, yeah, exactly. I play with her in Philly, and and yeah. We've been, we play like when I moved to to New York, I I got to meet meet her, and I play with her, and then we've been in touch. And she used to live very near home actually, but now she moved, so it's going to be a little harder to rehearse. But <laughs> I'm excited. You understand? I was listening to a podcast earlier of a local guy in the Brooklyn area. He's like a comedian, bartender, and. Um, he said something funny. He was like, if you haven't managed to get anything done during COVID with all this time you've had on your hands, <laughs> you're never going to get shit done in your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember... You've been was, getting a lot done. Well, I don't know. I mean, there was a, a lot of pressure. I remember at the beginning, it's like, you know, if you're a writer, you should become the new Shakespeare. If you're a composer, you should become... Oh, a composer. And it's not, it's not like that, you know? It's like... It was such a difficult moment. I remember myself not being inspired at all, mm. at all, at all. Like I couldn't even. See, and I always loved to create and write music. And but the first two months, probably, I couldn't even like sit and try to come up with some idea or anything <laughs> because it was. Like, I was on vacation well, for the we first were, two months. I felt I lost. Too. I was on like a. I I never play video games, and my friend Alberto in Cleveland was like, "Do you want to play a video game to, like a, together?" You know, and I was like, uh-huh. "Cool, that means we could like." So we would like. To, I mean, we only did it like once or twice, but it was like we would chat on the phone and play this stupid game, and it was kind of fun. And for like the first four weeks or so, because I just thought it was going to be over so soon, I was like, "I'm just going to have a holiday." And then, like, after, like, four weeks, I was like, I better figure out how to do paperwork to get money. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And then start projects and all that other stuff. But, but um, I mean, this podcast we got going right away, but, but that, was, that was, like, the only thing that I was. Yeah, that we got going right off the bat. But mm-hmm. teaching and stuff, like, when people started teaching online right away, you know, I started, I think, we started mid-April, so that was like a month, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. I I felt like, oh my god, I don't know, like I'm not the person to teach on video, like <laughs> and like I can't imagine this, like, especially like pre-recording stuff, mm-hmm. and then having to learn like new programs, and then 
feeling so lost as to what's going on. It was just, yeah, I was not like jumping. I was just like, I'm going to watch what's going on and just see. Exactly. Wait for the moment when I'm ready to like do something. I really enjoyed learning how to do like basic film editing on iMovie. That was one of my early. Yeah, me too. And some audio stuff too, but the films, the video stuff was really fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think many people, you know, got to. Well, I, I mean, piano. I got so many people interested in studying piano, and I feel, you know, having the time at home and and suddenly whatever hobby or thing you like, and usually you don't have time. You're like, well, now I have the time. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah. If it's editing, if it's cooking, it's if it's learning a new instrument. Like I feel like all these, all these things happen, which is good. You know, I mean, now. There are new new pianists around. <laughs> new That's musicians. great. That's cool. yeah. And you're teaching tango people who don't play any instruments like me. I also teach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really, really Tango like. nerds. I really like. Yeah. <laughs> I love our lessons. I love it. I love them too. I get I, so energized and I love what I learn. Yeah, they're super fun because it's, 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 it's more like more than tango. I think it's, it's appreciation in, in general music, right? Yeah. But of course, focused on tango. But yeah, well, I, I really enjoy it. Something that I've been kind of—it's been—it's so obvious when when it's obvious, you know. <laughs> but I feel like it's taken me fifteen to sixteen years to like realize that what we've been doing all these years is trying to figure out how to move to the music. And of course, we already knew that, but. Uh-huh. This is all going to sound so obvious and stupid, but the last nine months we've been alone dance-wise, so it's been like on your own, how do you move to music or what do you do on your own? Um, And we've been teaching these things online and then working with you and working with uh, Horacio Godoy back in June and July and and, and also working with you and him and other musicians and dancers for years. But something that just sort of hit me yesterday in our lesson was like, the way you were describing the way the syncopa has to carry over mm. before you hear it. It's sort of linking the four mm. to the... It is exactly how you move mm-hmm. when you do it. Yeah. So we've been teaching this movement for years. And I remember when we first saw people doing it in Buenos Aires and we were like, that is so hot. Because <laughs> you can see them. You can yeah, see them prepare. like building building and then you know like releasing and we were like you have to teach us this and we we looked like so silly for the first little while because we were our bodies were just like and the way and then so the way you're talking about it and like that is exactly how we move and then and then listening to other musical lectures the last nine months specifically and Mm -hmm. and and just and then the way we're describing it to people as well i'm like everything where you're the music is like I feel like the more we understand how the musicians hear and read the music, mm-hmm. we can understand how to move to it. And I know this is so obvious. Like I'm saying it like, hello, no, Adam, no, no. duh. But no, no, it no, sort no. of hit me in another level yesterday where yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I, and I love that. And I, and, I, and I see how the dancers react to all these kind of concepts and things, which I, I really like because I'm not a dancer. So I, I talk from my, 
from my view, from my view as a musician, and and I love the questions that the dancers do. Like I really enjoy that. Like for example, yesterday when we were talking, all the questions you guys were doing are <laughs> questions that usually you wouldn't get in a music lesson. You know, mm. <laughs> I don't know. they would know about. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because they're yeah they're from a different point of view and that you ask certain things that are very important and super super interesting, but. So then I'm like, wow, this is a fantastic question. Let me answer that. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't expect that usually. So that's why I think it's very. It's yeah, very I thought nice. about, yeah. I thought about like Pooja just wrote like, like for example or like what, but one as in reference to the questions we were asking. But I thought about the question I asked you yesterday today, and I thought that was a really dumb question because I asked um, Emiliano wrote out on sheet music the quarter note tied underneath with a rest followed by, I'm sorry, two eighth notes tied underneath with a rest followed by a quarter note to signify the sound of a syncopation. Mm -hmm. bum. And he, he drew the, I don't know what you call it, but above it, you know, he drew mm -hmm. linking the fourth quarter note from the previous measure mm -hmm. to the eighth notes. And I asked, are you signifying the eighth note? Is the first eighth note you're signifying replacing the original quarter note and then it's followed by another eighth note? Mm -hmm. Or is the first eighth note later? And then I'm like, what? A, I thought about that and I'm like, that's a dumb question, but... but not really. Because it's not I, really. No, I, I thought it. it was a good question too. I liked it. I remember I was like, shit. I mean, so I was trying to figure out, like, did, the eighth, yeah, notes, was, did the eighth cool. notes start where the quarter note was or end where the quarter note was? And I know, and, and I thought of it today, like, well, obviously it's got to start <laughs> there, but I was thinking to end at terms, the same place. Right, right? but I, I, to start at the same place. To start because and end in, at the same place because quarter note is going to take the same amount of time as to eighth notes. So time right, but, too, but what no? I'm what I'm what I'm saying though is that it's obvious because you never write if you want something to take longer in music, you add it after the fact, not before necessarily, right? It's mm -hmm. only implied because of what happened before. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was asking the question thinking more like a dancer. Like when do I time it? Yeah. Mm. And exactly. then today I was thinking about it more from a musical perspective, and I was like, well, obviously the the eighth note is going to start where the quarter note started. You dingbat. Yeah, of course. But that's that's why I, that's why I like it because you you ask you ask it from the dancer's point of view. That's why you had that question. But now, yeah, of course, and that that's why I like it that, because I don't think it's a dumb question at all. It's it's yeah, a question that it could either. happen. It could you know, but. Usually people don't ask because if you're learning music, you will think as, when you talk about those things, you think more like as math, you know, like mm -hmm. one plus one is two, like all those things. Mm -hmm. But as a dancer, probably you are thinking it different. So that's why you came up with that question, which I was like, wow, yeah, let me answer that. I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool question. It's a different uh, point of view. It's a different way of approaching that concept. Yeah, when you asked it yeah. too, Adam, I was like, whoa, that's a really cool question. Yeah, then you asked well, another one. Like, I don't remember that. No, I didn't be anything. like, oh, Adam, come on, that's so dumb. It's very obvious. No, <laughs> this is my no partner. Dumb question. There is no dumb question. There is never a dumb question. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, Listen, Emiliano, I, mean, I want to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. No, what go were ahead. You say? Go no, ahead, no, no. I'm just curious, like, when you first started teaching, because you're also such an enthusiastic teacher 
Like you can really tell you're passionate about teaching and you're really passionate about sharing music knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel in the lessons. And I am curious like how you first started teaching and what was that like? And Um, if it changed the process of how you're teaching and all that. um, Well, thank you. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) I, I, I love those comments. I... I started teaching when I was my very first, I, I remember I was 19 and I had a, a piano student in my neighborhood. That's when I first started teaching. I was studying in the conservatory already and that one, my, my, I, because I remember I was terrified because she, she, she was the daughter of a friend of my father and she wanted to learn piano. I was like, yeah, you should. So this is how I started teaching and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Then I, I got a lot of experience teaching in the um, uh, in the Conservatory of Music in the University of the Arts in Buenos Aires. I was uh, I, I, I was helping the I don't know how you call that in English when you when you are not the main teacher but assisting the, one, the assistant okay, assistant, the assistant teacher yeah and and I spent a couple of years there teaching and I, I used to teach things that I really really enjoyed like composition counterpoint harmony and things like that. And when it comes to, for example, the lessons we are we are taking, um, it's the thing is I I um, I love those concepts. I love music, and I love to 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 dig and to go into uh, try to understand them. Even though sometimes you can't really understand them, but at least just to go, you know, and and try to to pass yeah. that information to someone and 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 to see that that someone. Uh, understood like kind of like mm-hmm. or, or you know got it or because after the comments they do you can realize in this in a second if if, if they understood or right, not if they understood or not <laughs> exactly but um I, I don't know there's something that there that i like it and i i really enjoyed it actually i and i've always been told that i had a lot of patience patience that, yeah you always make me feel I mean, smart that's great <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's not because I make an effort or I or I'm lying, or it's just that the way of I like to uh, to teach. And how much do you think, like being like, you're also a composer, so how much, like I'm guessing that also helps a lot in explaining concepts. Completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a if I were just a pianist and not not just, but I mean, if I were only a pianist, uh, probably I wouldn't be able to give a lesson about music appreciation or stuff like that because when it comes to that, uh, you have to or you better be involved in the music from that side, you know, which is completely different. Like when you're a pianist, when you're an interpreter, you you connect with the music from that. Uh, side just like uh, performing and uh-huh. uh, and making sure you you play right what is written and all of that. When you are when you get into composition, you get into harmony, you get into music history, also you get into counterpoint and on all these concepts that because you want to write properly and you and you need to analyze and study a lot of composers and periods in time in music and all of that, which is something completely separate from what. Uh, studying the instrument is, you know, you can be a, a composer. And, exactly, and I'm guessing. So that's why I think it's a mix of both. I love to play, and I always played, 
but I also love to to write and to analyze and I, and I'm and I like all the music styles also which also I think helps for me to to under to kind of like connect styles uh-huh. between uh, so uh, that's also something that I enjoy a lot to connect concepts in different styles yeah and what's your favorite drink uh, <laughs> Adam is like this isn't I, five questions so I have I, to I ask a question red wine red <laughs> wine I love red wine <laughs> that's my drink I mean I, I have other drinks like I I do like um, some I have two Italian drinks that I love, which one is uh, Amaretto di Sarono, which is a almond liquor. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, then I also love Campari, um, mm. Campari on the rocks so or Campari with orange. But uh, I really, really like uh, red wine. That's my, my drink. Yeah. Nice. A good red wine makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink much, just a glass, you know, it's like I don't, I enjoy it. So one more question before we play yes. something something um, you gave us because I'm like we're gonna play something that you I think uh, arranged or composed not composed arranged arranged, oh, yeah. arranged it. Yeah. Um, I don't think but... he composed this one, Chico. No, no, he did not. <laughs> For wish. sure, he did I not. I wish. I wish my royalties <laughs> would have saved my life. <laughs> So you said you've been composing for cello. How is yes. that process? Like you, you compose it. Like how often do you get to hear? Like I'm sure you're playing it on the piano as you're composing too. But like how often do you exchange with the person who's gonna in the end play in, during the composition time? Mm-hmm. Like how is that whole process? Or when do you decide who's going to play, or do you know who's going to play before? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You don't you don't exchange much until uh, you really want. What were in my case, whenever I have everything ready, like today, I contact my cellist and be like, "Hey, everything is ready. I'm going to send you the music soon. We're going to get rehearsal." So, Uh what what is interesting to to let people know that usually this is also a, a big a question of doubt is if composers play all instruments and we don't <laughs> composers <laughs> don't play every instrument so then they're like so how do you write for cello well, that's how that's why composers study a lot and one of the things you study it's uh, how every instrument works because in order wow. for me to write for a cello i don't necessarily have to know how to play it but i need to know how it works and what things works good and what things will sound bad, what things will sound actually. What there is nothing worse that receive like me as a pianist that receives something written for piano by a new composer that is actually not really playable. Mm. Or that is that it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, and you're like, you know, this guy doesn't not only doesn't play the piano but doesn't know how the piano works. So because and it's like, not that we can play anything, you know. Yeah, and I am guessing like there's like what we were part of what we discussed briefly yesterday in class was there's different techniques and different style of music exactly. that each instrument yeah. does. Yeah. Like if you don't know that, I guess that yeah. would be a shame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's it's it, it's all all that. It's you know, I always always relate <laughs> music with cooking. <laughs> And I, I think I, I think both in the same way, like, um, you know, whenever you know how to deal with an onion or a garlic or <laughs> olive oil, what, what you're going to do with that, then it's kind of the same when you're going to compose, you know, 
whenever I had the idea of the cello and the piano, of course, I know and I knew already a lot of concepts but, about the cello, but what I did is I, I got books about cello and I started reading a lot again. And, you know, because, again, you want to use as much as possible of the possibilities that the cello has. You want to mm-hmm. write properly. You want to respect the instrument. You want to respect the person who's going to play. You want the person who's going to play be happy when she opens the music and, you know, she's like, oh, I can play this and, and this mm-hmm. is good or not. So, uh I don't really contact them. It's, it's more like working uh, me at home. Yeah, playing in the piano, like you said, a couple of times. Some other times you hear in, 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 in the head and you don't need to really play it because after many, many years of uh, studying music, you basically um, hear the sounds. So that myth of Beethoven being deaf uh, and writing music, <laughs> I love Beethoven, okay? I'm just saying that <laughs> anybody with train can compose even if you're deaf or not. I mean, that's not the, the thing because whenever you study music, you can really, like, can you close your eyes and imagine blue and you can imagine yellow, right? I mean, you don't need to really see the blue or the yellow. So in, in music, it's kind of the same, but with much more train. So whenever you have that train, if I hear a melody in my mind or a harmony or something, I just go to a paper and write it. And sometimes I need some help and I help. The, I use the piano. But sometimes not and I just write it and, and then I will double check that everything is fine and the cello can play this and the piano can play that and they both are going to sound good and then uh, you'll send the music and pray <laughs> that the music is going to sound good <laughs> because that part exists also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Oh, man, I don't even want to imagine that you get something back and like it's not at all how you visualize it would be played yeah of course yeah, yeah. happens happens but also yeah, happens you're... really good things from the from that because that moment is beautiful the, the 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 creative part of the moment if the composition is beautiful when you are with yourself and the music and the you know the music sheet or the pencil or whatever and writing then whenever you go into the rehearsal and you're going to try this this is another beautiful moment in which many of the things are going to work many others not but many new things are going to happen just from listening so you're going to hmm. rewrite or edit or change and I this see. is when the music starts existing nice yeah so shall we share that uh, arrangement Adam? Yes, yes, of course. I feel, yeah, definitely. <laughs> After <laughs> talking so serious, you're gonna put, there's going to be such a contrast. Let's change the move. Now you can show it. <laughs> Sergio, call in if you're around. I'm just going to call him into In celebration of waking up again and Christmas, we're going to play an arrangement that Emiliana did. <laughs> In the theme of somebody, we'll let you guys listening guess who you think is inspiring the theme mm. of the arrangement, but the song you will know. Hopefully.
<laughs> Look at all that people, oh my god. Woo! So what's what's really nice if uh I don't know if our listeners the video you have on Facebook is beautifully done. It's I'm, oh, I'm not sure whose apartment it's in, but the lighting is great. The whole orchestra's nice. there. Well the whole group is there. It's not necessarily a full orchestra, but yeah, um, that's Pablo you... Aslan, the bassist. That's his house. Wow. Yeah, I've been to his house. Okay, I've been to his house, and this man is a professional bassist. He has a maid. He has a full house in Brooklyn. There's something yeah, going yeah. on with this guy. I think he's selling drugs. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a sound <laughs> studio in his basement. First of all, he has a basement, and in yeah. it, he has a sound studio. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This... <laughs> I know. So I just Basically. thought of something that. I thought would be a really interesting way to teach people how to recognize different orchestras. We're all trying to do our thing to talk about how, oh, this is the Pugliese thing, this is the D'Arienzo thing, this is the Troilo thing. So this 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 arrangement you did in the style of D'Arienzo, you said? Yeah. Wouldn't it be fascinating, especially to do Jingle Bells, wouldn't it be fascinating to use a song that everybody knows and to arrange it in like the style of the big four, the Sarli, D'Arienzo, Troilo, and Pugliese, just to help people understand the nuances, the, the differences between the orchestras. Yeah, definitely. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a big challenge. Don't, don't think that actually... No, <laughs> I think it would be tremendously difficult. And I also think it would be it's, it's super it, nice, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because even yeah. we play like, yeah. oh, we, you know, Chico and I will teach you, we'll teach a class and we'll play three arrangements of the same song three of three different arrangements of the same song and show like oh this is how he does it and they do it and they do it um but i think still the students don't know the music that well they don't know the song itself that well unless it's maybe like Pumparcita or don juan yeah. so something like jingle bells that would be yeah. a really interesting yeah, yeah that's true. like <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll have to pick what song. True. yeah definitely that's... happy birthday yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Um, it's. It's the best way to uh, to to understand the styles. You know, when when I study composition, uh, one of the exercises that you have to do is uh, to compose like other other composers, oh. right? Oh, so nice. for example, you study suddenly Chopin and you analyze a lot of pieces of Chopin, and then. The teacher will tell you, okay, now I want you to write a nocturne like if Chopin would have written. Like, I want to hear it and think, wait a minute, is this a Chopin nocturnes that I never heard before? So, this mm. is how we, the reason why you do that is not to copy, but just to be completely uh, sure about how they the do composer it. thought. Exactly. So, well, and also to understand, I mean, we learn from what we're influenced by. Uh, there was a night many, many years ago in Providence, and it was all a joke. It wasn't like a class, but at the end of the night, there was a group of dancers hanging out, and we all were imitating our favorite dancers and trying to guess. And who each it other, was. too. Mm -hmm. And I think Mish was probably there, and maybe some of the other. Noah was there. I was thinking about Nova that. Noah was there, yeah. And I yes. remember because Carlos, I remember because her husband. Carlos time, was. Right well, on. do you remember Chico? Like her husband at the time did us, <laughs> and I guess Gustavo because at the time I was really influenced by Gustavo, <laughs> and he's like, "No, that's you," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> uh, 
Um, so it's similar. It's that. like you, it's you start to exactly. embody. I mean, when you embody the other people, what they're doing, you, you, again, it goes back to sort of what I was saying before about the obvious. It's like, well, obviously this is Chopin. Obviously mm-hmm. we are recognized Chopin. But mm-hmm. then when you imitate his art, and writers, writers do this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they write in the style of another writer. Yeah, uh, paint, Painters do it too. You know, they paint. That's how you learn. Well, and the process you will do in order to do something like that, it's the same process that you want to uh, achieve if you want to analyze different tango orchestras, for example. The reason why you can uh, difference uh, one orchestra like Darienzo from another orchestra like Troilo is because you, uh, just to give an example, right, but it's, it's because you know the elements that the Darienzo orchestra uses and the other orchestra uses. So you know which ones are different. You know how he uses the violins or how he doesn't use the violin, how the piano appears or how the rhythm is, how speed. Like whenever you have all these uh, different items that uh, uh, you understand of each orchestra, then if you're a composer or if you like that, then you can even write about and try to Mm. do like what I did trying to... But at the same time, you can either choose to say... If you have all this wealth of knowledge of how I, either somebody's at the microwave or they're getting in and out of a car, I can't tell. <laughs> Probably Sergio. I think it's Sergio, uh, yeah, yeah. and the car car it, is it, backing. It, it, <laughs> it, it's a car. I'm sorry, it's, it's a car. Yeah. So hello everybody. Hello, Sergio. Put the seatbelt, man. Put the seatbelt. Oh. Hola, yeah, no hola, kidding, right? Sergio. So what I was hola, what hola. What I was gonna say is like. If you have this wealth of knowledge of how all these other composers or artists or dancers did this, then you can be very conscious and say, "Oh, I don't want to do that because I know like this guy does it all the time or this woman does it all the time." Or you could say, "Oh, in honor I'll take of them, this, yeah, in honor of them, I'm going to add this little piano thing here because that's Completely, what Darienzo yeah. would do." And Completely. and then you're, it's not to say you wouldn't do it anyway because you are the creator, but now you're a little bit more aware of what came before and, and how you fit into those things and mm-hmm. and how you have the power to change them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's really cool about learning other people's um, styles and, and, and yeah. even trying to master them to an extent. I, I love that. I love that. And these jingle bells happens because of a, like a random night. We So basically... This uh, is played by a group, a sextet called the Aces of Rhythm. It's an orchestra that plays Darienzo music. And one day we were playing uh, in Astoria, and then uh, I don't know why we came up to, like, we, we said we, ha- we, we should record a video, and then Christmas was coming, and I remember I said, we should do, why don't we do Jingle Bells in a, or some Christmas song? And then I went to bed, and I remember that before I was falling asleep, I got this idea. So I woke up and I wrote it quickly, just because I didn't want to forget. <laughs> and then I went to bed. <laughs> so then the oh, next wow. day, I texted. I recorded very, very homemade, and I texted to Pablo, the bassist, which is the director, the musical director of the orchestra. I was like, "What do you think?" And he never answered. So I felt like, "Oh shit, he didn't like it," you know. <laughs> so. Oh, I never answers anybody. Pablo yeah, exactly. Anybody. And then two weeks later, or something like that, he's like, hey, I love this. I was like, what? Really? Yeah, why, why don't you write it? I so the funny up. thing uh, is, hey. exactly, yeah. <laughs> so we, I, I, I remember at that time I was in Miami, so I, I had to record my piano in Miami. He was in Argentina, so he, he recorded the bass in Argentina. 
the Bandonians were in New York. Like everybody is recording in different parts of the world. And what you see in the video, of course, that's not the real audio. That's we broadcast that after. Like we recorded first mm. and then we went to his house for a barbecue. <laughs> and then before the barbecue, <laughs> we were like, okay, let's let's film. You know, you know what else? Get wow. You know what else I love about that video? I love it. I think yeah. except for Nick Danielson, everybody that's in the video has been on the show. Oh, nice. Now you have and to Shinju go was on the show like a month or two ago. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Sergio texted me right now. He's like, let me know when I can speak. <laughs> I unmuted you, Sergio. It seems like you were having trouble getting in and out of that car, though. It's like, you need to get in or you get out. You seem confused about what's going on. As you're back in the car. I'm out of the car. I'm in the car? I'm out of the car. Are you, are you, maybe none of, you should be. I am in the car. Oh, no, you're in the car. <laughs> So where are you off Good. to, Sergio? Well, uh, well, it's a long story, but uh, basically, uh, I came to visit friends here in in Massachusetts, and uh, uh, I I had to. We are playing actually. Uh, I'm, I'm playing some masses, uh, some Christmas masses tomorrow, and it's with wow. this like, very musical family. And so after we had the rehearsals, we came to do. I mean, they came to do their Christmas shopping. Um, so we are yeah, and then of course uh, after the rehearsal and after shopping everyone is starving except me mm -hmm. because uh, I had two empanadas before here so yeah real, real anyway, empanadas real empanadas Argentina Good. empanadas the, the music wow. director is, is from Argentina she's from oh. uh, she, yeah uh, she's a good we're friend on our of mine. way <laughs> yeah but it's it's great to 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 hear you guys. It's great to hear Emiliano. Uh, I just uh, well, I I definitely uh, definitely you you guys all have uh, in common this great enthusiasm, and of course uh, Emiliano is uh, as you know as as we all know such an you know like uh, uh, how do you say effervescent uh, effervescente. Yeah, yeah, effervescent. Please. Effervescent ever ever. Uh, ever effervescent uh, player, person, friend. Yes. Um, yes. Um, yeah. And so are you, man. I love <laughs> well, the Turkish uh, song you sent me today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to share that story. We were uh, talking about the song they were all going to play for us tonight. And Emiliano said, well, I'm going to play mine in English. Uh, we're playing instrumentals, by the way. There's no singing. And I said, well, I would prefer Turkish. And then within like five seconds, I don't know. I didn't look at the message, not like for, I don't know, 30 seconds. And there was a message from Sario playing on the violin in like a Turkish tune of the melody. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so how did you do that so fast? <laughs> well, that's, well but that's, I, I, that's you know that sorry that I interrupt that's completely related to what we talked what we were talking before because Sancho exactly. is a composer and he knows exactly like it's not about just making a joke because it's you you, you might think that it's a joke but also it's it's really hard to do something like that to yeah, okay, play me a tango in a in a Russian style 
you have to really know the style in order to make a joke. And of course, Sergio is a master of that. So that's why he did it like in a second. And I was also was like, wow, man, that's fantastic. We should, we should play that. Come on. Where's that audio? I'm trying to download it from Messenger right now, but I don't, nice. I don't think you can download things from Messenger. I'm so I guess you, you, pre here. You, you, you preferred my, you preferred my, my, my previous version than the actual version. No, that no, I, I love both, but I was like blown well, away this... how fast that came and like how like it, it really took me like it to also, Turkey also... and to Turkish mood. Yeah, uh, so it goes back to what we were just speaking about about. Just being able to arrange something exactly. in a certain style. I can, I can oh shit, no, I don't want to do that. Never mind. I, know so, I can't play it from the computer. I just I just want to I want I just want to mention that um, well, of course, this is this is the uh, well. By the time uh, I met you guys, by the time I met you guys, uh, I mean work or like that. This is the time that I actually started to to learn how to dance, and that was such a fun time around 2005. And mm -hmm. around, around that time, there was a popular, uh, I think she's like Syrian uh, singer uh, that came out with a tune called Gir Enta. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Remember that? I know the song, and so yes. That, that was a, a tango favorite, a, a tango tune that was like super popular. And of course, now I go to Milongas and never, uh, I never... Uh, they never I think played we it anymore. play it only in the alternative room or something. But it's sort of like a traditional alternative song now. So. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Moved on a little bit, I think. Yes. Yeah. No, but you know, it, 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 it had, it definitely had its day. And mm -hmm. in, you know, because I remember that at that time I used to go to any milonga alter alternative or no alternative, and then I would hear that. So, uh, yeah. No, of course. I mean, the, uh, I mean, definitely. You know, violins, they came from actually from, from, from the Middle East. You know, the actual violins, the primitive violins is called a, 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 a rebab. And actually it's something that the, the Crusaders brought back, back, back home, back home uh, you know. And so, so uh, yes, definitely uh, violins are, are basic, basically a mixture. And, uh, and of course, I also like... Uh, uh, Cannot wait to to make it to Turkey to actually, you know, uh, to to actually um, play uh, with Turkish actually... musicians. Yes, well, actually, I played Turkish music, but uh, in Kansas City, oh, in, wow. in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, with my yeah, my 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 good friend Bo Bledsoe. He 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 uh, he had a group uh, uh, with Christine Breves called uh, uh, oh, yeah. so, Sola the, Tango. She told us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes. yeah. And, and so she, he also had a group called Ala Turca. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, we actually uh, played in a Turkish festival here in, in Grand Central Station. Like, in, like that was 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, get, getting back to to, 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 to to topic here. Um, yeah. Uh, well, definitely I, I can't. I can't wait again to to play with Emiliano, um, and also with with uh, uh, Raúl Jaurena, uh, mm. where we actually had we're so lucky to to play uh, like uh, the twenty fourth of, of uh, October uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was an amazing there. experience. Yeah, that was uh, and uh, yes, this is the stuff that I really, really, really miss in, intensely. And actually, that's yeah. the reason I, I, 
I came here to Massachusetts because uh, I, I really miss play playing music. And so, you know, like if if I have to play in a Catholic mass where only people, <laughs> four people come, you know, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally so, um, yeah empathize with that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so so as you as you can hear, uh, my uh, my seat friends belt. came back. Your car. So so, <laughs> your so maybe belt. it's time for me to break a seatbelt. <laughs> All right. Put, put the seatbelt. Well, we're gonna you... play your version first. Then do you well, have we to go? Even, Chico, nobody knows what's going on. We haven't explained okay. anything to our listeners. We don't even That's know who we're true. talking to right now. We haven't even it's introduced true. those. It's true. I didn't know if Everybody he has knows to go and I start. You hear his voice, you hear two words, and you know that's Sergio Reyes. <laughs> you, you, can, you can mute me now if you want. <laughs> Actually, I've been I... waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> to mute me? <laughs> well, the last time I was in the show, actually, there was like a, a, a the first time that you there was a breakdown in the show. Yeah, there I was think my story was problem with Podbean, Yes, yeah. no, I think uh, yeah. It no, was, we uh, did that on purpose, Sario. Yes, and and, I was yes, trying to mute the you. The truth again. comes out. The truth comes out. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> All right, you can mute me uh, now if you want, really. Okay, so <laughs> Sergio Reyes is a violinist based in New York City who's now playing in churches all over the world. <laughs> and he and Emiliano Messias and Javier Sanchez, we decided a couple weeks ago we wanted to have a special show for everybody where we would have three soloists play the same piece of music just to hear the different way they would come about it from their respective instruments. So uh, Sergio sent us this recording about an hour ago. And we're going to start with this. And then we'll decide later whether we want Emiliano to go next or Javier. But we'll start now with Sergio Reyes with the song called Sur. Okay, I'm going to mute myself. I want more. He plays like he knows. <laughs> I think he knows something about playing violin. He's <laughs> and he's on mute. He's muted. I think still. He never told me to unmute him, so I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. He's back. I'm back. Yeah. Amazing job, Sario. Thanks for doing that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. It was so, so wonderful uh, to see you guys all play in Philadelphia in October. It was such a great thing Meredith put together. Well, can't wait oh, for the amazing. next one. Yeah, yeah me too. beautiful. Same year. I would love to make it to the next one. You better. In, in person. Otherwise, yes. I'm not, otherwise, uh, I'm not uh, getting into another one of these. <laughs> okay, deal, deal. But you have to make empanadas, Sergio, with a Guatemalan style. I don't think you want my empanadas. I I think you may want my guacamole. Okay. okay, okay. I don't know what okay. double language you guys are talking right now, but it's not appropriate <laughs> for this show. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is a I want show. your guacamole, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> guacamole. Guacamole. Oh dear. Oh. oh dear, we have not, yeah. So, uh, Emiliano, would you like yes. us to play Javier's next? Or did you want yeah, to? Yeah, sure. Or would you like to play okay. Javier? Play Javier. Yeah. I want to hear what Javier do. Yeah. Since they didn't have the guts to play live, <laughs> I'm going to want to listen first. So the encore will be Emiliano. So, uh, here we have the amazing bandoneonist Javier Sanchez Maestro. sharing <coughs> Sur with us.
Javi, Javi. And Sergio is unmuted. <laughs> there am I. <laughs> there you are. Sergio, put the seatbelt. Trying to get Emiliano back too. <laughs> that's that's the name of a new song. Sergio, put the seatbelt. That was beautiful. Oh my God, <laughs> I remember that was beautiful. Bravo, Javier. That really he's was online, amazing. Right? No, he's not. Okay. He's not, but we'll send him the link later to listen. Okay. Oh, to himself. <laughs> yeah, to the recording that, was, that he sent us. That was beautiful. I had to mute Sergio again because there's some people in the car. I think they're about to go rob a bank. <laughs> and, uh, so. I don't think they are going to a church. They're going to a bank. You're right. I think they finished the church. I don't know. That I don't is know. amazing. Don't know. Both versions are like amazing. So different. Crazy. Yes, yeah, so we have a lot of, uh, we're fortunate to have a lot of talent here in the New York area. Yeah. Amazing musicians. have them musicians. playing at the Milongas here and sharing them with, with um, Philadelphia. I know, I know, Miliano, you said when you were there how much you love Philadelphia. But, um, I love I didn't Philly. Take it, I didn't take it personally. I do too. I do too. I really I do too. Are you I from love Philly? Being in Philly? No, but oh, I've spent okay. a lot of time there, and it's a great city. I considered moving there on and off <laughs> while I while I lived here in New York, mm -hmm. um, but ultimately New York is too too powerful to leave. But um, but it is a great city. Yes, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I still want to live in New York, <laughs> but I love to feel that Philly is so near because it's such a beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a small, big city. I don't know. Like it yeah. has that uh, much more of being able to get to places so fast and to find really, really good food everywhere you go. You know, Philadelphia is actually the wrong. sixth. Philadelphia is actually the sixth largest city in the United States. It's not a Look small city. San it's Francisco not, is... but it feels like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels, so is Izmir, like where I'm from. It's not a small city, but mm -hmm. it can feel like it's much smaller in a way because the way of living is much more relaxed because you can mm. get to places a lot easier from one place to the other uh -huh, and uh -huh. distances seem uh, closer in a way. <clears throat> and yes, if you want to live above the Philadelphia Tango School, there is an apartment for rent, just in case oh, yeah. any of our listeners are interested. Oh, and on that note, I wanted to mention, I don't know the full details yet, because I have to read the whole thing. Meredith is uh, organizing an amazing New Year's Eve event uh, with lots of musicians. Emiliano, maybe you know a lot more about the details of it. Yeah, but, yeah, this, uh, it's... It's a, it's a, you, you guys, everybody should uh, uh, tune in. It's, it's going to be a really nice event. It's going to be a lot of uh, music and, and events. It's going to be streamed on Vimeo, and mm -hmm. she's yeah. going to have Zoom breakout rooms available. So it'll be like two platforms, Vimeo for the live streaming and then Zoom for interactive things. And all of the, fir the first $5,000 of donations are going to go straight to the artists. And uh, and thereafter, she's going to split it between the school and, and the artists as well. 
of yeah. course, always helping the helping the artist. Meredith has been doing a tremendous job the last nine oh, months. Amazing. Yeah, and um, if any one of you, and I think most of you know her, you know that it's going to be spectacular because yeah. she just, like, pulls out these amazing, like, big size things. I mean, like, she it's nothing. It, it's, it amazes we were just talking, me. Well, Chico, we were, in Emiliano and Chico and I, we were all just talking about the first few months of COVID, how we were all just kind of sitting on our asses. She organized the Tango Festival online. <laughs> two months in. You know, it. within, I know, like within two months, she managed to pull together quite yeah. a tremendous feat. She had teachers from Buenos Aires, Paris, I mean, God knows New York, who knows where else. I don't know. I wasn't, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, I'm, yeah, Germany, I, I don't know. Germany, like it was, it was from everywhere. And it went yeah. off without a hitch. I mean, every I don't think there was like even like I can't even do a podcast without my freaking microphone not working. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, bravo to her and was very successful. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to speaking of New Year's though, I do want to say we're gonna do a, a brief call in yes. on our show from like eleven thirty to midnight and a little after, because if you wanna actually speak to engage and call in if you're not going to be on zoom if you're not going to be watching the videos or if you are and you want to call in anyway yeah um, because this is a non-video call-in platform we're going to do a, a special little new year's eve uh, yeah 15 to 30 minutes something just to like go through midnight together yeah, before and right after basically um, so, so i'm we'll ready for emmy's version okay. I'm not, but well. You're not? Come on. <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's true. You're going to play live. Let's play live. Sergio is back. I'm, I'm just going to disconnect Sergio. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, Sergio. I, 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 just, I just hung up on him. I was like, you know, what's the point? I mean, you can't unmute him because there's people talking around him. So I'll just, I'll just, just disconnect. To, yeah. And he can call us if he wants. Can later. I play? Can I, instead of Sur, can I play? A song called Sergio Put the Freaking Can you play Norte? <laughs> Can you please show us uh, at least a clip of Sergio Put Your Seatbelt On? <laughs> Sergio Put Your Seatbelt On. Beep, Thank you, put your seatbelt. That's it. That's a new song. It's a new song. Thank you, put your seatbelt. I don't know if he's listening, but he's going to hate us. (laughs) 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 He better bring guacamole at least. We have to do it like, uh, what's that wave thing that you do as an audience? Like, so you get uh, the wave. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to do it as a wave. I go, and then one of you go, and then the other one. Sergio, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) (laughs) Ready? We're going to wave. We're going to wave this. They don't, that's not an, what do they call it? Echo or, I forget. I don't know, but let's do it. I remember in choir we did that. (laughs) Canon, right? That's what you want to say. Sergio, put your seatbelt on. Sergio, put your seatbelt. But you have to start in Come the middle on, of Emilia. the previous one. Canon, canon, yeah, uh, canon. So it goes. Okay. Sergio, put your seatbelt. Yeah. 
okay. We're not going to coordinate this right now. No. You know what I'm going to do tonight, right? I hate you. Yes, guys, I know what you're you going to do. You know, right? That, that's my problem. Yeah, I'm going to end up writing circuit with your silver for Canon for, vo for four voices. And, and now please teach recording. me. <laughs> I want to be a part of the singing of that, please. Exactly. Oh, all right. So you guys hear the piano good? Yes. Okay. So sur, right? Yes, sur, sir. Version of sur. Sur. This is gonna be totally improvised, okay? Okay. Hope you like it. Here we go. <clears throat> That's it. No, let's go.
There you go. Wonderful. I love it. it sounded like yes, three yes. different songs. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Amazing. No, I mean, it's in a good way. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's great. It was beautiful. It was so cool. I didn't even know what I was going to do, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I was So you have a basic melody. You know, Seward has a basic melody, right? Then yeah. When you say you don't know what you're going to do. Well, because, oh, you know, I started. It's like you come yeah. in, like, with this idea, this feeling, but it's not the song yet, right? Exactly. I just did the first chord. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that took me to WC, I don't know why. Okay. And then I started doing these things, like no without without really thinking mm. much ahead, like just mm -hmm. three or five seconds ahead, but not really, okay, I'm gonna go there. But then at some point you start right. and this is when the melody starts, but even still I, I was just playing around and having mm. fun. Like so if that, I'm, that. you know, I play like if I'm alone with a glass of wine playing alone by myself. This is what I do. <laughs> that's what Fantastic. I <laughs> you can play for us with a glass of wine but, anytime. But that's like what we were just discussing about how knowing these styles of play, knowing these influences that you said, I, I went and Debussy for a moment. Do you hear other people's, like, for example, when you heard Javier playing or when you heard Sergio playing, do you think you heard them like, giving homage to somebody else in their renditions or, or no? I mean, uh, well, I think Javi played an arrangement by Nestor Marconi, if I'm not wrong, okay. which is mm -hmm. beautiful and very, 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 very difficult to play. It sounded <laughs> uh, like it, yeah. yeah. But of course he did it wonderful. And, yeah. and Nestor, if, he, if I'm not wrong, I think that's Marconi's arrangement. And that's uh, itself, it's an homage to, to, to himself. <laughs> like this is an amazing arrangement. And I think Sergio, uh, I don't know if he really, I don't know if he's online, but he really tribute anybody specifically. But I think he also had fun kind of like me and he just played mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he, he's, you know, alone. Uh, I don't think he really uh, play in tribute to someone, but I, I, I don't, I, I, we should ask him. <laughs> and my WC right? thing wasn't really thought. It was just, this is what, what, this is what happened. And I think for you guys in dancing happens the same that when, when you, play there's a lot you know what i was telling you earlier about the cello and the piano like whenever you start rehearsing you start playing there's a lot of things that happen at the moment and that right moment and and that's the most beautiful part that's why i love to play uh, popular music because you never know what's going to happen <laughs> and mm -hmm. you have to be aware and listening to that because that's a beautiful part of you know you well know. there is something always so special about improvising i mean we as dancers are more on the improvisation side of things with Adam mm -hmm. and I like yeah it's even if you rehearse and practice this and that what's going to happen at that moment exactly at uh, that hour of the day at the end of that or the beginning of that day and uh, like the conversations that happened before you played and the Two versions you heard before like there's so many factors that like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. factor in and it's i think amazing like it's yeah and if duplicate it yeah and, and i think if everything is really um uh, planned in advance you, you gotta be really really good in order to really express some freshness or i don't know how to explain like mm -hmm. you know yeah. uh, 
like for you guys, I guess it's choreography. Whenever you have a choreography, like which is a beautiful thing, but at the same time you have to express it in a way that it doesn't look like you are repeating some stuff that you're, you know, in, in my case, for example, if I have something really planned, I still want to sound fresh. I don't want to mm -hmm. sound like, oh, he studied this. He He's repeating something that he prepared. Uh, Emiliano, there's a really interesting book. I'm going to mute Sergio again, even though he just, I was, I thought Sergio called in to say oh, something. Oh, he said he just, he's, yeah, he did. Yeah? And he, he said he's in belt. a silent place okay. right now. So he's trying to unlock himself. With the belt or not? Okay. I'm muting him every because I'm hearing noise. So yeah, 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 yeah. No. Wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stop with the guacamole, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm finally in the quiet place, so. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Beep, 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 so, beep, beep. <laughs> Emiliano, there's a, yeah. there's a book by David Mamet, the famous playwright. Mm. And um, of course. it's called actor. True True and False. He's not an okay. actor, he's a, he's a writer. But I thought he acts as well. No? No, I don't think so. And in True and actor, False? I thought, okay. True and False, and it's a guide for acting. And, you know, he, David Mamet's kind of an asshole. And, but he has one, a few things in the book that are really interesting. And one of them is about how, like, when you're, when you're acting on a stage, the, the script is already written. And what you bring to it is the drama based on how you are that day and your feeling and, and your attitude and, and all the things that are happening. Like, it's like when we dance, we know the steps, we know the structure. We're improvising, but we're not modern dancers. We're, we're tango dancers. You're a musician. You know the piano. You know the tango music. So it's, it's like what you're saying. It's like how do you play the same music every day but keep it fresh? Um, mm -hmm. and, and it was interesting to hear his, his approach to acting. Uh, there's a whole chapter mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I always bring and this that, up because I learned so much from this book, even though it's written towards stage actors. Oh, that oh, actually that, that really, helped me yeah. get over anxiety when we perform. Because mm -hmm. it was really like he also addresses like how as an actor you're reacting to, like you're feeling what the audience, you're reacting to audience reaction, you're reacting to other actors' reaction. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. And, I, and then, I, I really... Yeah. I really think that they're really, really connected. Actually, I took some theater lessons, and I always, I'm always really interested in that about that. Yeah. There's a, you know, I don't know if you ever heard about Peter Brook uh, or Robert Wilson or those guys that actually they, you can relate. Like I remember going to those classes in which mainly were for probably, um, you know, theater people, but then you can completely relate to music or to whatever expression you're, you're doing because they're totally connected and and that's the beauty when you can see that it's like what we were talking before earlier right like when you actually can connect the different styles of music when you can connect mm -hmm. different expressions painting with music with theater with so i think that's well uh, some of my favorite tango performers who don't necessarily choreograph but mm -hmm. coincidentally all went to like clown school mm -hmm. are some okay. of my favorite performers because mm -hmm. they just know how to be in front of an audience and how to capture the audience. Mm -hmm. And they don't clown around at all, you know, but what they've learned, those tools that they've learned there serve them so well. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and the respect for the theater. I remember when one of my first performances when I was uh, quite young, <laughs> a couple of years ago, 
I remember I one of one of my best friends who's a theater director came to see us and he mentioned something after that I really uh, thought um, that I remember myself being uh, probably 17, 18 or something like that. Not really. I was ar arguing with him because usually musicians, we don't care about that part. We don't care about the part of the stage that we are on a stage. I'm not, mm. I'm not asking, I'm not telling like we are acting or something like that, but whenever you, you're going to sit on the piano and people are going to watch and you created a stage, if, if it's mm -hmm. a real stage or not. So that brings a lot of things besides what you're going to do, which is playing the piano, whatever you're going to do. And usually musicians is like, no, I mean, I'm going to play good my instrument and then the other, I don't care, you know, whatever. And I remember we went to have coffee. Of course, in Argentina, you have coffee at any time. I went to have coffee with my friend uh, like at night and we just ended up talking for hours about that. And that changed my mind that day. I remember how important is that moment. Whenever mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're going to perform, whatever you're going to do, you have to think that you are, you know, you're on a stage and that has a lot of uh, responsibility and, and, and things that you want to take care of because that actually going to help you in many ways also, not only if you play great, but maybe you play great, but if you don't take care of those things, you're going to end up, you know, ruining your performance. But Yeah, and I even the way, like, yeah. you approach your piano and then get up and leave your, like, until you're off oh, that yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. It's part of your performance. Like that yeah, was another completely. thing. Like I feel I needed to hear to mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. Like that. Uh... Completely. Yeah. Sergio, what do you think about this? Are you there? Sergio's call ended. I think he got upset. <laughs> and I also wanted to hear, like, if he did tribute his thing or he was uh, improvising his piece. Sergio. Anyway, we lost him. <laughs> Kings. Well, maybe he'll go uh, back. Maybe he got stuck in that car. Oh, well, that was amazing, though. Yeah, that was a fun concept. Yeah, I, I, I really feel like I kind of heard each. I Obviously, I heard Stuart in each one, but it was so impressive to just hear. Each music facilitates a certain amount of freedom in a different way. You know, and a certain Completely. amount of restriction, and a certain amount of restrictions yeah. in another way. So it's so cool. Yeah. And after you know doing this show for so many months, and we always ask one musician to come on the show, and it's so. In, in I, I never consider like sometimes we ask somebody to come on, and like, well, do you know when I play that song, I only do like four things in the whole song. <laughs> so <laughs> now you want me to play the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That happened. Oh yeah, like, you're right. You know, I didn't think of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Except here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've asked several bassists. I, I I was wrong. I was incorrect earlier when I said everybody in that video that you shot from Jingle Bells had been on the show, except for Nick Danielson. Mm -hmm. Actually, Pablo Eslan has not been on the show either, and I've asked him several times, but I'm going to stop bugging him. We've asked so several bass. Well, we've asked several bass players. So the my point is, is like the only person in a tango that starts in the beginning and finishes at the end is the bassist. Mm -hmm. That's the only person that could play that already knows how to play the whole song. Right? Yeah, from start to finish. And yet, if none, he, yeah, yeah. 
No, I was going to say that if he plays alone what he plays, yeah, I know, song, I know, I know. You won't recognize the song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gonna, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which exactly. I think would be wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. And I think it would be hilarious as well as beautiful and hilarious again. Yeah, but, and uh, like years ago when we did in, uh, when we were in Minnesota, Minnesota, we. Uh, did classes with a live band with Ben and I forget who he was playing with. Uh, so what we did in Miliano is we asked each instrument to play only their part mm-hmm. of the particular song, not their solo version mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So that like people could really hear the separate things that nice. each instrument yeah. was doing. So we would dance to those instruments only. And then when they played together, you could pick uh, what you want to play with, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, it was easier to see and hear like the accompaniments and the melody and all that. Yeah, and and yeah. even though I made that joke, I think the bass is. I always say that the bass line is as important as the melody, which is the highest line. But usually, yeah. as human beings, we really hear more the high, you know. Uh, but actually, without the bass, it sounds really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a good bass line, it sounds beautiful. <laughs> but the thing is that you don't realize that it sounds beautiful because of that bass line. And that's exactly. what it is. It's all about that. Yeah. And if so you're there... someone who hears that, and I love the way the upright bass uh, uh, sounds. So mm-hmm. I always tell this story like when we were going to perform to Kachibache live, uh, this one song that we were going to perform to started with the bass doing some syncopations and playing mm-hmm. around. And we didn't plan much to the song. We were going to mm-hmm. improvise most of it, except we planned the beginning. And I really wanted to hit the bass and play with it. And Pacha, that live performance, decided not to do what he did in the recording. So, <laughs> I love that. I love it. So, and then I went and I was like, man, I wanted to really hit the bass and do this. He's like, well, you know, nobody really listens to the bass, so I didn't really think how much, and I just changed it. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, bass, bass players don't think people pay attention to them. I've been yeah. getting that feedback since I was a, a child. Have, growing up with a bassist brother, you know, and uh, yeah. having invited people to the show who are bassists, they're like, "Yeah, people don't care." And I'm like, "No, they <laughs> do care. They don't. You're not the one they're gonna like clap for, but but um, you are the the meat and potatoes of that band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have you need that driving bass line, especially in tango. I mean, there's no drum. This this is the it's all about that bass, that bass. Oh, thank you, April. I wish I had that song <laughs> queued up. Oh, my God. I need to have that song queued up. I'm going to queue that up for a little later in the show. <laughs> yes, please do. And also, like, uh, I'm going to ask, what's the most popular version of Sur? So maybe we end the show. Wasn't that, uh, I mean, for me, it's Hugo Diaz, no? Well, it could be Diaz Troilo, of course. Uh, uh see what I it's, have. The composition is by Aníbal Troilo, so uh, his or orchestra maybe. doing Sur, uh, probably with uh, Goshenetche singing, or there's so many because it's such an old yeah, song it and is. plays so much, so many times that... But I was wondering what's played a lot more at the Milonga, so we could end the show with that later on. I mean, I personally, I feel like when I've heard it, 
it's at the Milongas, it's it's not played yes yeah could be you're right anyway shall we uh thank emiliano for thank bearing you, us oh you are pulling the song out adam yeah but i'm gonna turn back i have to keep the computer volume low so yeah because i was echoing you don't hear me oh wait i can plug in the headphones and that will solve the problem yeah well you can do it at the end of the show well the, i think the conclusion is that i have to write uh four versions of Sergio get Punti in the seat belt. car seat belt. Yeah, <laughs> in in a darienzo style in a troilo style in a disarlo style <laughs> okay that's what i'm gonna do that's your homework for tonight Juliana. <laughs> You didn't have to just suffer through an hour and a half with us. <laughs> so walk away with a task. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to have you back with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was when. Yes, when, thank you so much. When was that? I, I, I was part of the show. When was really it? Really early on. I think you were one of Episode the first musicians four. we had. Three or four. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, way back Amazing. in April. Amazing. And here we are. Yeah, uh, and you, had start, you were telling us how you started composing a lot. Nice. Yeah. And, and now there is a vaccine. Like... How cool is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those months we didn't even know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and now we have vaccines. So that's great. Things are yes. getting better. Great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, guys. Love thank, it. You. thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. See you in class soon. Yes. See you soon, definitely. Thank you, I guys. I won't let him in again, Emiliana. Don't worry. <laughs> that was a one-time deal, Adam. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you for your Take time. Take care. Appreciate thank you. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hold on. For our next guest... Huh? Let's see if she gets the cue. She got the cue. Cue. Yes. I have to play a. Oh. Hello. You got the secret knock. I, I heard. I heard the secret knock. I said that's mine. I was like, did I knock four times or three times? I was like. <laughs> oh, I just I heard knocking, to... and I was like, okay, that's, that's good. That's good. I'm glad I didn't fuck up. Any sorry, knock is a secret I'm sorry, knock. Ladies, I have to, I have to give Tova the official welcome. Yes. Oh. Okay. Welcome, Tova. Come on down. You are the next contestant on Tango Cafe Takeout. <laughs> I'm dying here. I think I just choked. <laughs> oh, my name still is Woke Jad here. Interesting. Anyway. We are from your place. Welcome to our country. Oh, what country is this? I don't want to know. I don't know if I do either. 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on on this show right now. The minute you came on. <laughs> With a lot of craziness. Dark has joined. I know. Some... Welcome, Tova. That's not really the theme song. The theme song is uh, something else. We'll play it once we start asking you questions. Yeah, once we start oh. interrogating you. But, but I made all of these walk-up songs back in March when we started this show. And uh -huh. we've never had a guest worthy of them until now. Oh, well, thank you. I was I... like, oh my God, now Tova's going to be here use... tonight. Oh, I'm gonna that. play this fucking shit. Like, normally it's just like very introverted tango people. Are like, hey, hi, welcome, nice, nice to meet you. How? Thanks for having me. And... <laughs> yeah, but you know me. I, I am know. certainly the next contestant. I know you got a Christmas tree. The price is right. I know. I know you've got a Christmas tree. It's true. I totally do. Yeah. I know. I've seen your place through Zoom. How? When? Where? You guys Why? played ah. games, probably. Of course, yes. Our whole lives yes. we've been playing games. It's I wanted true. to hop in and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I never yes. feel like being in front of the screen. That long song. Like, oh, That's interesting. Probably why in. you've done a podcast, eh? Yeah. I mean, I can do dance stuff, but like being, and I like love everybody all of my friends who get together to play games it's just i never am in the mood for that for some reason mm. uh, i hear you I, yeah well yeah. we we did you know in the early days we did like once a week i mean i don't think tova was a part of those times but you were invited tova quickly fizzled it quickly turned into like <laughs> once every two months after the second month because it was like yeah we don't want to be here we are again in front of Zoom, trying to guess what word stands for three other words on this piece of. Exactly, <laughs> I actually was part of those, but but okay. they, it, the time conflicted with my dance parties. So yeah. Oh my God! Tell us, you have you're like probably the act, most active person I know on. Can Zoom can we take a moment to welcome our? Can I officially? Yes. So I didn't actually yes. officially welcome yes. her. Wait. Okay. That wasn't the official welcome. Oh, tonight on the show we have Tova Reno. Welcome, I can just imagine her walking out right now and shaking our hand and taking a seat over here on the nice comfy sofa. And I'm snapping my fingers. I was too. Yeah, it was a very snappy song. And I was swinging towards you as I did that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting here in my fancy little kimono with my legs up on my desk. Yeah, <laughs> it became a new habit of mine that uh, well, during the show, if I'm not with Adam, uh, I'm just pacing around the apartment, so I get to exercise. <laughs> while oh, I'm, while I'm talking for I'm three hours. Adderall. <laughs> when, when Adam is here, yeah, I'm like, shoot something. I'm, when I'm done with Adam, pain. I'm scratching through my arms and I'm pacing around the apartment. I think, Sharon, Sharon, I think I need to go visit Chico again soon. No, it's because we have to get back to one point when we do it together. We have to be by the mic. But oh. now I can just walk around. Oh, um, got it. I so, hear you. By the Two end, the show ends. I walked for three hours, basically. 
and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm like insanely energized. Yeah, so, I so, I do that sometimes. Yeah, Tova, you just got back from Australia. I did. I'm so fascinated yeah. about. So we're going to talk about your tango history because it's very interesting and. But to me right now, what's more interesting is you were in Australia because Hamilton was doing a production there and you are part of the wardrobe. You're this tailor, seamstress. How do we refer to this? Well, I'll tell you. Tell us. Um, seamstresses are often thought of as women. Tailors are often thought of as men. And that yeah. is per- perhaps why I was drawn to being a tailor. Because when I first moved to New York... Even before I moved to New York, actually, I went to, I had, I decided that I'd wanted, I wanted to be a tailor, and I searched for a mentor for years and years, a mentor that I could really, actually, I searched for one in tango too for years and years that I just like really vibed with on all levels, and. Can you still hear me? My screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. Okay. And I want. Yeah. And that one of the shops that I went to. It, uh, they said he, the, the person who owned the shop, he told me, this is just literally 10 years ago, after I told him that I was looking for a job as a tailor, he said, yeah, I think you'd be more happy in the ladies department. Hmm. And I said, um, okay, no, I'm not working there. Um, and so <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I found, I happened to find the one tailor in New York that loves to work with lady tailors and has trained m- most of the great lady tailors. I would, awesome. I, God, I hate the sound of that. I've never, ever said lady tailor before. You know Please, what? like, it excise that. Really yeah, just, lady tailor. Yeah, in yeah the, it's most, just straight up tailors. tailors in Turkey are women in my head. Like Interesting. I think the word tailor, I think about women right away. Okay. Um, it's very interesting to hear this. Please go on. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so the shop that I work in, we make the principal men's costumes for Hamilton. And um, I mean, you know, jump to today <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the last five years. And so, yeah, I got to go to Australia for that, which is amazing because all of Broadway is shut down and that's our work. So. Yeah. But what I also found fascinating was that you, you a, you made time to, to join us on game night. Speaking of game night, yes, <laughs> for you it was like game morning, I believe. And also, uh-huh. you guys were quarantined for fourteen days, and you were you were basically locked in a hotel room for yes. fourteen days, which I find great, like good, because you know it's important to to. to to make everyone that, obey you know. that yeah. yeah but but you yeah. were saying like they didn't even give you a key because if you left the rule is if you leave the hotel room you're out you can't come back in so how was it for you you seem very active as chico mentioned uh during this time were you were you good during those 14 days did you how did Not you even on those 14 days i think she's well i'm, I'm actually I'm through sorry. the whole pandemic but yeah, yeah i during... know but i'm i'm just curious how that was those those to be in a hotel yeah. for days because it's not like actually, being in an apartment. Even it's like yeah, totally it's different. Yeah, I loved it actually, um, and I believe that that in part was a a choice that I made to love it. Mm-hmm. Actually, entirely perhaps. Yeah, um, it's just the way I live my life. Uh, but I definitely had a great time, and 
I had so many activities to do that I wasn't able to get to all of them. I, awesome. around day 10, I was like, oh my goodness, I, I think I might need another two weeks in here because I have so much to do. <laughs> it's kind of like I a know long, that feeling. Yeah, it's kind of like on a long flight somewhere. You're like, okay, I got this book to read. I got to watch this movie. I got this cross, you know, yeah. I got these things to do. Yeah. And then the flight's landing after 30 hours and you're like, fuck, I didn't get to that thing. And it's so funny because you'd be at home in your normal life and it's like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Like when I went to Turkey too. It's so interesting how you can fill up your time. Totally. It's so true. When I traveled to Turkey recently, I like got prepared to also isolate for 14 days. It's not like they put you in a hotel and check on you. Uh, but uh-huh. just to make sure like I'm going to see family and I want to like, so I am 75% of my luggage was like microphones and cameras, laptop, watercolors and like pads and books and like all of this. Cause I was like, I have got the kill. Like I have to be by myself for 14 days. And at the end of five days, they were like, well, you can, if you actually get tested and it's negative, you can do this and I'm like oh Mm. so then I was like only isolated five days so I was like man I wanted to do all this that that (laughs) yes like even though like I was able to be with my family and there was something I've been looking forward to and I got to which was great part of me was like prepared for all the stuff I wanted to do yeah it's crazy yeah when the 14 days ended I was happy and also the funniest thing to me was because they we couldn't leave, they delivered three meals a day to our door. Mm. And I remember when I got out of quarantine, having this momentary panic of how am I going to get food? <laughs> <laughs> because I'd become so accustomed to just opening the door when I heard the knock, the secret knock. <laughs> the secret knock. And that's why it was the right cue for you i knew it and i remember on that where's my food night, you show up <laughs> the one game that we had you you pull up this orange thing and you're like guys there's this orange thing should i drink it and like everybody was like yeah and you're like okay <laughs> we don't know what it is <laughs> so okay i'm gonna play your real official theme song entrance and then we're gonna okay. start with the questions all right so get ready okay this is, this is oh, the real okay deal. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Five questions. <laughs> Five questions. Five questions. Five questions. My, 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 my questions my. hit me so hard. <laughs> make me Ooh. say, oh my God. Make me say, I didn't do it. exactly so Tova if that is your real name it is that Uh, part of it is real that does uh, that actually leads me to a totally different question now I was curious why you kept on Facebook at least you kept Moreno oh that's a very interesting question is Um, that a personal question though we can skip if you want (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can ask you I, that during game night. I guess. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, what, uh, I didn't realize you guys started. In, I forgot that you had started in Baltimore with Carlos. 
And uh, what, what? Oh my what, God, I forgot that too. Thanks for reminding me so that you on your post. And, and I, by the way, thank you for the generous um, post, post on Facebook and describing the show and your your history in tango, and because it, it gave me a lot of questions now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so you guys, you and Carlos started in Baltimore, and you started, started teaching in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you? Yeah, first started start dancing, dancing in Seattle. Started oh, dancing in true. Seattle at the end of 97, back with Mario Consiglieri and J Greg Rolnick and James Friedgen. They were all oh, wow. there. Rachel I Smith. You guys were Seattle kids. I forgot Baltimore. Yeah. I remember Seattle and I remember yeah. Boston. And I missed the Boston. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. And our first teacher was Michelle Badian. Mm. Yeah. So that. Okay. Well, that let, me, let me scene. change the question. <laughs> How was it like getting involved in tango in Seattle back in the 90s with all of these other young dancers? And what was it like to tr then transport yourself to the East Coast from the West Coast vibe? Well, I mean, and actually when we started, like in, in 97, 98, when we started, we were pretty much the only, no, we weren't. But there were not many young dancers in the scene then. Mm -hmm. um, we and we we definitely Carlos and I my partner then we we fell in love with tango from the first lesson and and then immediately asked Michelle what because we were in college I was 20 he was 19 I think yeah I think so and and we so we immediately asked Michelle like what could we do to get free lessons and so we helped set up and, at her dance and take down at her dance every Friday for the next like year in exchange for lessons. And, and did it you dance really... anything before then? Hmm, not really, nothing seriously. Okay. Like six years of tap when I was little, nothing, nothing big. Um, okay. Yeah, so we, did, so we were in Seattle for four and a half years and Michelle would put on tango shows. In fact, sometimes, I mean, even re, in recent years, she still does. And so we were in a number of the tango shows that we, there was one in Portland too with Alex Krebs in it back when Alex was also a young dancer. And yeah, You're it was- saying he's an old dancer now? <laughs> well, we all are a little bit. I don't actually <laughs> classify any- <laughs> Are we getting older? Young I dancer, young talking. dancer, not <laughs> young age or old yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then after four and a half years, we moved to Baltimore and, and there was no tango there. So we had to drive an hour to get to DC to dance. And so we're like, let's start teaching. Ah. And so we did. Wow. And yeah. how was that? Yeah. Like creating, creating a community from scratch. Jeez. It was amazing. Yeah. I remember we started advertising by like going and doing tang perfor tango performances on street corners. Uh, and, 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 you know, and it's interesting. It, the first, it, the community kind of took off at that time because of word of mouth. Somebody mm -hmm. who was in one of our, I think our very first class started telling her dance community about it and and they came to our next class and that formed the backbone of the Baltimore tango community that 
and many of them, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't danced in Baltimore in so long, but yeah. So I didn't, honestly don't know how, what's going on there now. I should check it out. That's crazy. So, so when what the Baltimore... led you guys? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Are you sure? I I'll never... ask my question. If you think your question's better, you can ask yours. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my question will be better, but go ahead. I know. That's why I was letting you go. So, no, I was going to say, what led you to um, doing the festival in Baltimore if, like, at the time the community was so small? Were you... Oh, House? Okay, yeah. let, me, let me change that. Let me change I'll, that. I'll tell you what question you should ask. Well, we're, we're I love guys... that. Listen to her. That is, I love that yes. personality. Listen to her. So I want to ask another question, Tova. Okay. What question should I ask should I you ask? right now? <laughs> now? Now we are learning. Perfecto. Good boy. Good boy. Hello, okay, guys. How are you it. doing? Hello, Marcelito. Tova, nice. I'm now really curious. What? I want to know what question we should ask. <laughs> I'm going to answer it, and then you'll find out what question it was. Okay. Um, so we we did a tango festival in Baltimore after a year because Carlos was going to get a PhD at Harvard, and so in Boston, and so we had to leave Baltimore, and so we were like, okay we need to get the DC and Baltimore communities connected. And so we did a festival with four of our favorite teachers in Baltimore to have them get introduced to the Baltimore community, have Baltimore fall in love with them so that they would have them come teach there. So, um, yeah. That's, that's a good idea. And that was that's the, pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. Of, was that the beginning of organizing? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's when we got hooked. Yeah. Because when you started organizing Tango de los Muertos, for me, it still it was one of the best events I ever attended. And I don't know how Thank many you. years of it I caught, but it was like so obvious how much effort and planning and creativity went into it. And it was so unique. And I think it was an event that combined your Taylor background and yes, uh, and that sort of creativity into your tango world. And I would love to hear how that came about. Yeah, it definitely was a labor of love. I think that as tango festival organizers, the way to, there's a couple of ways to make tango festivals successful, at least from what I have learned. And one is to get a pattern and repeat it again and again. And another is to get rid of anything that doesn't make money. And mm -hmm. we chose to do neither of those things. Instead, the way, and that's and that's partly why I only did it for five years, the, the Tango de los Muertos Festival, because it, it never became easy because we, we, we kept in, for example, we kept in the monster orchestra, which was, which was the, where we hired a professional tango musician to teach amateur tango dancers or musicians or people who were interested in music to play five songs. They rehearsed for 12 hours during the weekend and then they played these five songs. They performed them at the Sunday night milonga 
Mm-hmm. And that was, and that never made any money. And yet it was, and in fact, it was, you know, we had, we ha- we paid money to the person who taught these 12 hours that's, of that's an amazing instruction. Concept. Yeah. That was, that was, was your so idea. Important. It was so important to us. That is an amazing idea. I, I saw happening a, a couple of times and I was wondering, this is genius. Now I'm meeting the person who created that. Awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you guys thank never you. met in person? Sorry. Tova, I don't think Marcelo. so. Yes, we met Tova. here. Oh, wait. Oh, Marcelo Gutierrez. Yes, yes my dear. Yes, of course I see you. <laughs> you met him in New York, probably. <laughs> and you might have... Uh, both New York, Buenos Aires. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, on a couple hotel. of different continents. <laughs> we won't talk about that. One night in the hotel. Yeah. We don't need to, to go deeper in there. Okay, so coming back to the orchestra. <laughs> well, coming, back to the, coming back to the festival, could you tell more about like the unique stuff that you guys did so that people who aren't familiar with it and can realize miss those amazing times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing that was consistent throughout was that every, every milonga had a different costume theme and it, it was, it was so delightful to see how much everyone got into the costume. Yes. Theme. And they were, and awesome. they were not like, easy ones quote unquote like there was i one of my favorites will always be the vertical milonga because oh it was God, just so that. fun to, to see people figuring out ways to be gravity defying yeah um <laughs> uh the gods and goddesses milonga the natural world the navigation milonga the yeah it, I, I mean five years five nights a week i love the pajama milonga always Yes. That was always hilarious. Yeah, um, what you guys did was take a lot of the retention out of tango, which was is always so important, and just make it relatable to most to everybody. You know, just mm, we're all here, thank we're you. all welcome. Yeah, so, I mean, it was and an inspiration. Of... It was, it was, it was great. It, it, it just made everybody. Even, even young guys like me at the time who had huge egos would show up and just be like, okay. <laughs> let's just be cool like you know yeah no i remember going i only made it to the last one unfortunately okay and uh, Uh i just remember the joy i felt the whole time it was just like a fun it felt like um a big sleepover party yeah it Mm. did and you also had like great group of teachers and dancers that were yeah you also also introduced just this Yeah, you introduced a lot of really high-level younger teachers from Buenos Aires to our Europe, community yeah. for the first time. Thank you. Which yeah, is really cool too. Yeah, yeah, and one of the things that we did in the in the last year, which I absolutely loved, and then was used in other festivals too, was Tango Games, which mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Mitra led it and it was just so delightful to see a room full of tango dancers like dancing with balloons between them and playing all sorts of weird silly things so we were just continually continually trying new things to see what worked and what we're not just what worked but what we liked yeah. well we also like it's not easy in tango to me like especially like those times like I feel 
people now, like the new generation dancers now, maybe are more open to more, and maybe that is like the way they are led into the tango world. But at the time that you guys were doing this, we were more tango babies. And mm -hmm. tango, like Adam said, there was uh, a lot more pretentiousness about it or like a lot more um, people thinking it has to be a certain way. And whatever you guys did always felt like you were breaking that air and creating something that was very approachable. And just the way and, it should be. And friendly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And humorous, like... Uh, you could really feel your personalities through everything you did in your performances and your events. Like, um, and I always admired that. Yeah. Me and I'm wondering if you ever that. struggled with people or with each other or with, I don't know, with anything in like being able to achieve these dreams and like plans and um, ideas. Well, you would say that again. I was struck with the crossword milonga. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> was Whether a good one. we struggled with, with what? With either people like reacting a certain way or with... Telling us how like, we should or, be. Or yeah, or yourself like questioning if this is okay. Like because the other thing that I really was blown away most of the time is that I like in your festival everybody was in it like you said like they were having a blast partaking in like creating these creative but silly costumes and then dancing tango and that was like so unusual like it became more of these sort of things would happen later on maybe inspired by the stuff you guys did but never i never saw people as involved and I'm wondering, mm. like, if in building this, there were any struggles along the way to keep pushing? Not with that, no, because it just came so, I mean, it, it came so naturally for Carlos and I to be silly mm -hmm. that there wasn't really any other way of being for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it just, like, it, it didn't, nothing, like, being serious all the time wasn't a fit. And, and I mean, we did, we got a lot. I think that there is such a hunger in life in general for authenticity and play that we got a lot of positive feedback about it. So there was never a question that it wasn't welcome. I, I remember, um, there's a moment that I remember in Buenos Aires in Milonga Canning when, um, Salon canning. God, it's been a long time since I've thought of that. When when I was dancing, do you remember Michael Lanehart? Of course. Yes, of course. Um, I was dancing with Michael Lanehart, who is such a goofball. God, we had so much fun dancing together in Providence. Oh my God, it was sometimes it just felt like we like I would die from laughter, and and but we were in this you know traditional milonga. And there was a one of the like a little piano fill like a dun -dun -dun, you know, and we were dancing right in front of one of the um, like somebody very like old school serious, and all of a sudden on that dun -dun -dun, Michael broke the embrace 
and raised his hands over the, his head in a little like floop. And, <laughs> and, and, this, um, and this very traditional milonguero who was watching us, I heard him say, <laughs> Eso. And I was like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like this is welcome everywhere when it's musical, when it has musicality, you know? Yeah. It was so and perfectly on the music. And, 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 and plus the idea of fun, that we are yes. in a place yeah. to have fun with friends exactly. and dancing. Yeah, yeah. That, that is something that reminds me uh, in the story lesson that, in that Tango Field we organizing in the, the, with Kata, she was telling that exactly. There was a moment in the story when Tango began that was super popular. So there was people going to a place and dancing their ass off. There is one story that you remember, make me remember that this is one story that there was fighting, knife fighting in that time, in the beginning of the mm -hmm. century, just because one of the guys wanted to the orchestra to repeat one song. And the other guy wanted to just to keep the end. <laughs> so they were start to fight in the middle of the dance floor with knives. Oh my God, this reminds me One of saying, I want to repeat. And another said, no, you need to keep dancing. That so imagine be. how it was in that time. Yeah, I love cheese balls. <laughs> totally. That's hilarious. So Marcelo, now you have to hear about cheese balls performance that Tobo and Carlos and Andres and Meredith. I think I saw that. I think I, I, I think I saw that. Please, more. Because I want to know there more. Is a knife, there is a knife fight in that performance that I... With plastic know. knives. It's yes. Really <laughs> What's the song? Este tar, in Este Tarre Gris? What was the song? No, Este es el Rey. Este es el Rey, yeah. That was good. Oh my God! This is the yeah, king. Else, you guys, right? Else. Well, let me let me backtrack. Hold on. First time I saw you guys goofing around with props was at the exchange in San Francisco. Was oh yeah, yes. Was TDLM already happening at this point? Because uh, we were just getting started in Tango I, ourselves, and we were bouncing around. I think that was before. What yeah, so too. This, what I loved about this, I still remember this to this day. Bubble you had a rose, Carlos had a trash bin over one foot. The game oh was my God. the game was the person who has the rose has to pass the rose in their mouth to their partner while the partner passes the trash bin to the, to the other person's okay. foot. And there were all these games. And, and there was the bubble wrap one. Yes. Again, well, the bubble yes. wrap is another one, yeah. But but once again, it was another way to take Tango to this level where it's just like, can we all just just take it down a notch and just have fun? And, yes. Uh, you guys were such proponents of this attitude, and I and I'm coming to this realization now where I, I feel like I've I've I think Chico and I we've always tried to do this, but I think. We've probably been fundamentally influenced by you guys so much. I don't. Fundamentally? Fundamentally. Hey, you got fun some fun. Fundamental. Uh, no, the mental part. Is the that is better. Okay. Fundamental. Fun. Fundamental. Fundamental. It's the mental fun. Yeah, but all of these things that uh, you guys had done and, and do and did and whatever. I mean, it's just, it's something that, 
I'm so grateful that it happened in in my experience to to to, to continue doing. And it. also, as we it's, were it's growing, great, yeah, and like to watch the performances yeah, we where it was always place, like, this is tango, this is not tango, and then we go to go to these places, and you guys are just goofing around, and we're like, I think that's tango. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember a moment when Carlos and I were like, wait, is this too much? Because we wanted to perform to La Tablada. Mm -hmm. And it has that part where it goes, da 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 da, right? All and you did it, and I and, saw it. I was there for that. And, and I loved it because you shake the titties. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, like, we jumped apart. We jumped apart. Yeah, like we had this question like, can we do this? Can we break the embrace and jump apart and shake our chests at each other? This yeah. is tango. And that was the only <laughs> moment that we were like, oh, is it too much? And then we were like, fuck it, <laughs> let's try. Let's I just just remember it. it yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is it a Providence? I think it was a Providence. It wasn't Providence, I think it was yeah. Providence. Oh my lord, these gringos I dancing tango. Too. I cannot be. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. that was... <laughs> they you know didn't like dance you know like I... this in Grisel. You know what I don't remember? <laughs> that is a good one. In no, in Sunderland. <laughs> in Sunderland. In Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what I don't remember is anybody's enrosques or saccadas, but I do remember that. Yeah, me, that. me too. Me oh, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. I hear you. So now huh. backtracking to not backtracking anymore, but like the cheese bowls. And yes. It was first time was at Philadelphia Tango Festival. I no. Think. no, no. The first one was in Providence. Every so much oh, happened in Providence. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. And we were last week talking about Providence in the show, yeah. uh, oh. mentioning the New Year's Eve, how that was like the first tango marathon, actually, but it wasn't called a marathon yet because marathons were not marathons yet <laughs> uh -huh. in the name. Uh -huh. uh, but it was like an amazing experience for getting together with friends from all around the U.S. And it was 48 hours, I think. Yeah, right. it was intense. Yeah, and Ellen, continuous. Ellen would cook amazing meals. So it wasn't just the event. It created a lot of social atmosphere in this amazing loft space in Providence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, so I, I miss that. Oh I, God, I have too. such fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Meredith and I don't remember who came up with the idea first, but I think we just all decided we wanted to put some funny thing together. And so I bet it we... was Andres. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him think about the knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It could have been. It could have been. But he's such, it, yeah. he's such like an under the table funny guy. He's like, oh my god, yes. Not ex you know, most a lot of people I know that know him, and I'm like, oh, that motherfucker's hilarious. And like, what? Him? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. Because he's not easy funny. He's he's like British he's funny. It's like you. He just like he's just quiet for four hours, and then it says one thing, and you laugh your ass up for. You know, yeah, other he's people like in the killer. room that won't shut the fuck up, like me right now, and, <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, and then this, and then you're like, oh my god, that was brilliant. 
He's like killer funny, you know, yeah, he like funny. sneaks in, he yeah. sneaks up on you. And then he's just like, <laughs> it's so true. slice, you know, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. But he sneaks up on you with a very serious expression. Yes, that too. He can keep a straight yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, four yeah. of you guys created this amazing performance. Yeah, and a lot of it was Andres' ideas because he grew up in Buenos Aires. He knew, he had been raised, yeah, he'd been raised in the, like, steeped in that culture of traditional performance tango and what it looks like. And so he was like, okay, we have to have this part. We have to have this part because these are all the parts that, you know, that everybody does. So... And then, of course, we did other things that nobody does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always, and we always wanted to have a, a better performance, like one that was up to, like, that really was as artistically beautiful as we wanted it to be. But the reaction that we got, like the laughter in the room when it was a surprise to everyone has never been able to be replicated. And mm-hmm. so it just, it's that, that first performance was just so alive that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we've tried it again, but oh, we're, we're going to stick with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but years later when you did it too, it was still... It was, it's still great yeah it's still yeah. great but that one was just like uh, um yeah yeah it, it's a that first and surprise meredith wrote i remember hearing about gift that for ourselves what's that i remember hearing about that performance even in argentina with Prince Princess, you should see that, you should see that. And I remember that. And then I said, what I saw, cheese, what cheese, what cheesecake, what? And then I remember, I, I remember seeing you guys in Philadelphia. My first oh, yeah. time in the United States. Yes, yes. Yeah, we were, we were debating about what name to give the Tango Cheese Balls because we, we knew that it didn't, Tango Cheese Balls was a very American way of saying it. We debated things like the one I recall was the one that I recall was forro tango. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese balls is hilarious. Well, a translation in Spanish doesn't make any sense, and that is the funny thing about that name. The Spanish Mm. cheese ball, a tango thing, cheese. What? <laughs> I, th- I think forro tango could have been funny as well. You know, play on forever tango, condom tango, you know. It's all good. <laughs> but that was the original concept of the festival. Mary Which one? Time. The Philadelphia festival was like, it was going to be a cheese ball. F- it was going to be a spoof on mm. festival, right? Like I think ball. Meredith mm. should call in and chime in on this. And then, it, and then it, kind of yeah. evolved, it kind of evolved into a very serious festival. But I remember the first year specifically, like, it was like, this is going to be a joke on festivals. And, and not maybe mm. not like making fun of festivals, but just in, in <laughs> light of festivals. The- uh, but, you know, Tova, I want to tell you one thing. On the head of my bed, it's still the bumper sticker for TDLM. Wow. Black, I love I mean, that. It's, it's not 
I didn't yeah. stick it there because I'm not white trash. It's still got the back part of the sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. like, Tootie on forever. Stick it on the bed, baby. <laughs> Um, but no, I still keep it up there because it's first. I don't know who the artist was, but uh, I do. His name is David Reynoso. <laughs> and um, his, his name is name? Sorry. Adam. I'm going to tell yeah. you why you should ask next. <laughs> I would rather Toba tell me, Chico. <laughs> I'll tell you by answering it. <laughs> his name is, is his name is David Reynoso. And he is a friend of mine. He's a costume designer who now lives in San Diego. But at the time, I worked with him at the American Repertory Theater in Boston. And his, like, he's just an amazing artist in many ways. And so I asked him to do the art a couple of different years in a row, again, because I was constantly wanting to in- innovate so mm. and create an artful create art in many ways, not just through dance and movement, but visually as well. Yeah. Adam, you need to share the stickers, stickers photo later mm-hmm. on Facebook. I want to remember. The what? Yeah. The stickers photo. Oh, the TDL. Oh, yeah. TDL okay. one. Well, we're talking about Adam. Come back. The way you said stickers, I was like, I did say stickers for some reason, and then okay. I like, stickers. I'll share those stickers, Chico. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the stickers, Adam. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my god! Wow! Awesome. Do you I know. Miss I, I want to ask you more about yes. Tango Tova, but I'm actually really much more curious about what it's like to work with Ham- on Hamilton. <laughs> I asked him a question. (laughs) Tango's kind of boring compared to that shit. You said, do I miss Tango? Yeah. I do, and I don't. There's really loud noise. No, it was me. It's me. It was me. (laughs) Adam, you need to say it. It's time. It's time. I can't. I can't needs to hear it. I can't because uh, I'm. I can't because I'm using my phone. Oh man! We have a theme so I can do all the noise that I can. Yes. <laughs> I can still mute. I can still mute you, buddy. So Toba, I have a theme song for hanging up on Marcelo. So the first. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, but I can't play it right now because I'm using my phone to talk. Oh my that. goodness! But that was a Mar- really good. No! 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 <laughs> so Marcelo calls every week. And then at the He's beginning the of the show, when he would call, he would be like doing push-ups, cooking, whatever. Like we would hear all these sounds. <laughs> so it became a theme that like if there's any background noise, we assume it's Marcelo. And we made a sound like to send him out of the show. And, play and then the they kick me out. Such a, such a... Let's, say, let's say goodbye to Meredith. She's got to take off. Bye, Meredith. Oh, Bye, Meredith. Ciao, Meredith. <laughs> The cheese oh. balls. I cannot believe it. Cheese balls. Can you believe that? Cheese balls. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and Matt's leaving. Too. Good. See you later, Matt. See you later, Matt. <laughs> Bye, so, Matt. what do you not miss about Dango, Tova? And what do you miss about Dango? I'm, I miss the amazing dances, and I don't miss the lame ones. <laughs> 
So, and you've been uh, singing talking to you a lot. Inside, what? Right? That's, What's that? That's her subtle way of talking to me. No, I'm just I. Um, I know. I yeah I'm I regret saying that now can I take it back sounds no, so bad but, but no it's um, totally true and especially in this age of COVID it's like we need to okay let, let's let's regroup it's good to give okay. back to the community it's good to give dances to people it's good to support one another but at the same time it's like I remember when COVID hit and I was like, I don't want to die for this dance or get sick, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, to me, it's interesting because I've been dancing a lot of different things in the past decade. Um, I've been doing a lot of Lindy Hop. I've been doing a lot of, I, for a while I was doing West Coast and blues and I've been doing some pole and some hip hop and lots of different things. And, but of the partner dances, I found myself not wanting to get very good so that I could enjoy all of my dances, which mm. was just so weird. Do you it was think so... that was because like, you don't feel like you can express what you want to express when you're with a partner because you sometimes, a, and, but I think like, as a follower, that was the other thing that I always like growing up as a tango baby like you were one of the women that I would could see in a performance that can really like speak up and show her side of the music as well um thank you yeah and I, one thing that I have always appreciated about you Chico is it when I watch you dance it feel it looks like you find enjoyment in every dance you have and i find that to be really inspiring mm, thank you i, I, I do enjoy <laughs> yeah and i think that it is perhaps what allows you to have like longevity in, in this as a as a dancer organizer person who goes out often you know mm -hmm. yeah probably yeah i'm, I'm definitely I, like it's for me that's part is true yeah so, so because for me like i just hear you guys yeah i i just i get so like I, I don't know i get i get i just i i want so much it's like it's not that i want i just that i want like constant adventure in the dance because really tender like dances that feel like an amazing hug are wonderful as well or they're just you know quiet and small can be wonderful as well but it's like I have this need for variety and so if I've had quiet and small then I'll be like okay I need something I mean Carlos and I always used to talk about that it's it's about flying and hugging and so I would then need to go fly you know? Mm -hmm. And so if there was too much of the same feeling for me, then, and, and yeah, get that bored. what I get, I get, yeah. And so I think I also, in the past few years, I'm learning to meditate. So that may help. <laughs> and you don't think you find that like when, oh, oh, you did say all partner dances, I guess, not just tango. Cause I, 
I was going to say, well, in Lindy Hop, that in Lindy Hop as well, because to me, that's in Lindy Hop, there's more more freedom to me. Hmm. In Lindy Hop, there's more freedom because the embrace is open. But the way his stance is so much less variety in itself in my head. But you know Uh, more than me. You know what I mean? Like with tango, there's a lot more variance. With Lindy Hop, to me, it feels like the mood is very similar most of the time. And so is the movements. Mm. Uh, No, I bring the sexy to Lindy Hop. (laughs) I bring the funny to tango. I bring the funny to tango (laughs) and the sexy to Lindy Hop. <laughs> oh, I think Lindy Up is definitely sexy and fun, but it's still it's very upbeat all the time. Mm. Interesting. I I mean it is upbeat and also I don't find that I don't find there to be a limitation in it. Okay. As, uh, yeah, but again, I I haven't desired to to get very good at it. So it's also possible that it is I mean, as a tango follower, it's it's I I feel really grateful for for being able to pick up any other dance that is that is a follower you know lead, lead follow based dance because of doing tango for so long. It is it mm-hmm. really transfer the skills transfer over in such yes. an, an interesting way. Um, and now I'm pacing, Chico. <laughs> I'm like so tired in my hips now because I haven't stopped. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, funny. I feel like it's the end no. of the Milanga soon because I can feel it in my legs. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Hamilton. Let's talk about Hamilton. <laughs> Well, I thought Adam was and Marcella were commenting like more similar to you as well. I don't know if they want to talk about it. They became so quiet. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a us. it's a difficult <laughs> subject to discuss because it is important to grow the scene, and um and and I and I don't believe that people who that that there's a direct correlation between people who have been dancing for a long time or our teachers and like the how beautiful the dance feels it's not a direct correlation no and it's so. also not a direct correlation that like that's the only way you can give like you've been yeah. an organizer you've been a teacher in small communities uh as well as big city like boston and like you found ways that work for you in terms of giving. Uh, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. just like dancing with everyone. To me, like it's not about the level or how much it varies. What the only time I think I do not enjoy is if I don't feel anything from my partner. Yes, yes, I was going to say authenticity. Like the... Not even authenticity. It's about not wanting to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess by authenticity, so I, I mean authentic. By authenticity, right? I mean their authentic voice. Yeah, yeah. like bringing their authentic movement, like Michael what they're Lanehart, feeling. I mean, you 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 brought up Michael Lanehart. I mean, he's not the most traditional tango dancer, but at the same time, 
he is because he speaks his heart and soul and he got a round of applause from a table of milangueros because he's just like fuck you this is what i'm doing and this I is what it. i feel she loves it and this yeah yeah i feel to me so. though it's like when you're earlier on as a dancer that you may not have authenticity to, to me authenticity is like that you found like how you want to dance and how you want to express everything and you're like you said like he had his way and some people don't necessarily have their way yet but they are still mm -hmm. showing you who they are yeah and mm -hmm. like they're present in the mm -hmm. embrace and in the dance but there are some who are maybe technically much better and they know more but you can't it's like you're dancing with um i don't know your pillow or even a piece of wood <laughs> like there is nothing there's nothing that's coming back me, and rebounding <laughs> makes me want to quote the tango lesson yeah <laughs> you're you with them you're you were with them was it <laughs> Where, where were you? Where were you, Pablo? You were with them. <laughs> you know something yeah. for me as a as a main difference because I try different kind of dances, right? And I feel that the tango is the one that has an extra layer in the in the in the concept of dancing with somebody else. Generally, what I felt, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel in other kind of dances there is a there is the music and then there is the dancers, right? There is like in, in salsa, in lindy, in other kind of dances that are two person, is the people dancing the music. So it's really hard for them to not dance the music if if we understand the music as a certain kind of beat or pattern because it's the basic structure of the of of, of the movement. What happened in tango is that for me it's the opposite. The dancers are above the the, the music. There is Mm -hmm. more about what I'm feeling now and how I am touching this person now and then how the music sounds and then how we move in the music. And for me, that is the extra layer. It's one step before of, of, mm -hmm. of the dance itself. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying, but when I was listening to you guys, I was thinking, wow, what is the difference that I feel as a dancer when I dance tango or I dance salsa or I dance lindy hop? And that is, for me, hmm. one of the main differences I can call. Hmm. That sounds beautiful. I totally get you. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, when we dance, imagine any dance. You guys that you are listening, you will listen. If we go to dance uh, in Lindijo, Vals, Ballroom, uh, uh, Salsa, there is the bass. There is a basic rhythm, and then we move through that basic rhythm and certain choreography. And that is our bass. And from there, we create, mm -hmm. job, stop, many other things. But at the same time, we see a little cage inside of the, no cage, I don't want to call it cage. It's like a structure that helps mm -hmm. us to move, and the structure is given for the music. Instead of tango, it is just the moment of the embrace is above all. Mm -hmm. The moment, mm -hmm. especially you ladies, that right, that you feel that embrace, oh, and what I meant to, when I feel this, a uh, leader, sorry, when I feel this embrace, wow, can create a, a world in itself that then is filled in with different kind of layers. Movement, place, mm -hmm. milonga, sound, whatever. Yeah. 
Now I'm really missing tango. Yeah, me too. I, I want, did it. I so now that, I keep going cooking. I want that silent moment before. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. As before, it's like, you know, when we are going to kiss somebody, that half of a second before the kiss itself, that yes. is, is... I don't oh. think that's <laughs> or, oh. or, or, <laughs> or like you're, you almost touch someone, but you haven't. It's just like, even with like hands, doesn't have to be the kissing. It's just like, you're so close, but you're not touching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like such a precious... Yeah. Yeah, and that moment, that moment can lead, can can stay forever for a long time, and still keep this density when it's well done, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it, it is like you are going to embrace, embrace, but it feels like never going to happen. But at the same time, it's like yes, it will happen. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I feel like for me, in my journey in tango, has been that the highs in tango have been way higher than any other dance I have mm -hmm. been part of, mm -hmm. yeah. but they are less frequent. Absolutely. Because you can't have, yeah. you know, tango is like the heroin of drugs. I mean, you can't have that many good highs. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's like, why it's so precious, my dear, because it's so rare and, and it's, it is this internal Jew that we are searching for and it's close, but so far, we know that it's in that place full of this person that we don't know, but we know that there is, and we hope that it's in that night and full of this person, that moment that we are going to live forever and sometimes happens, sometimes we, no. <laughs> never forever. Marcelo never is going to because, cry now. No, because it's and never it's forever. Because forever is never. So let's just, let's just nip the butt on that yeah. concept right there <laughs> right right sometimes it's forever and sometimes it's not no it's never forever <laughs> yeah we're all sitting out in our apartments right now during covid nothing is forever <laughs> yeah anyway sorry guys i bring this i feel that i bring this now there's the conversation I missed that to, high. Didn't mean to squash the. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any more questions for Tova? Well, yeah. Chico? Are we going to talk about Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could also just be the question that keeps you know what? like By popping way, up and then. <laughs> what should we ask you about Hamilton, Tova? <laughs> what should we ask you, Tova, now? <laughs> no, you should ask me about the dance parties that I host. Oh, <laughs> you host them, the ones that you do online? Yeah. In the pandemic? Okay, yes. Yeah. I, about, I, all I, I can thought... say is, Tova, if I could host a dance party nobody came to, I would also be a king. Why? That's <laughs> oh, a bad what? joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, <laughs> because it's an online. Nobody actually comes physically oh. to your dance party. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a bad joke. Never mind. I did, yeah, I, the, the, the fact the, that you had to explain it to off. us. The delivery was off. I want to know more about that. I want to know. More. I love the idea. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. Yes. So when we when we locked down, 
I was like, okay, I've got a lot of emotion in my body and I need to move it through dance. And so how can I do this? And so I started hosting mini dance parties that are just six songs, but the songs are vehicles to move through anger and then through sadness and then up into a like connected community feeling. And mm. it is really, it has been probably, you know, without a doubt, the thing that has kept me the most sane and happy during this quarantine, nice. during this year, because the number of times, I mean, even as a host, when you're hosting, it's hard, it's harder to, to feel the vulnerability and allow myself to tap into like the emotions that are really present. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just stood in my living room sobbing while people are on the screen with me dancing and it is so healing <laughs> how did i miss this you always mention like you have a dance party this and that i didn't realize that you're hosting them i want in yeah Why yeah come in? how do yeah. you pick the six songs um well and that's the other thing i've been djing most of them this year i now i have some guest djs come which is really sweet but um, for the first three months, it was every day. And so I was just constantly looking for new music. The playlist mm. that I have that is, that is all the songs, but without repeats, is like 50 hours long. So even though it's wow. only six, you know, six songs, it's a lot of music that we've danced to. And, um, and I pick them. I just, I just am continually looking for new music and, and finding stuff that feels like it can really you know, the first, the first thing is that it, well, for the first two songs, it's that it pulls out emotion and for the mm -hmm. others that they're really danceable. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. it's a great idea. I've, I've been dancing alone a lot to all sorts of music in my apartment. It's so healing. It's, it's amazing. It is so healing. Sometimes I'm rolling on the floor. Sometimes I'm jumping in the air and. Um, yes. Yeah. Rolling on the floor is a great way of dancing. I definitely yeah. have I been doing it. a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I so Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What shall yeah. we ask you about Hamilton? <laughs> so. By the way, I need to thank you for that because you... Uh, organized a watch party for Hamilton. Oh uh, yeah. When it came out on Disney Plus and yeah. That's the first time I watched it. And yeah. I, I mean, I had heard so much about it. I was so curious because I know you had worked on the costumes and that you'd been to the show i had heard about it from you but it was just like mind-blowing there were so many details that like i cried and how I many watch it again stitches go into each button yes how many That's stitches question how many is it stitches uniform <laughs> that's not the question you should be asking. <laughs> what tell you. is the question I should be asking? <laughs> <laughs> the question you should be asking is, uh, that's a hard, 
okay, that one. Ah, no. it is a um, hard question. Okay. There's a there's a lot of ways to take this. I don't know. Yeah, we do. We make the principal men's costumes for Hamilton. We've been doing it for ever since they started with the public. They had a different tailor at the public, but um, they asked us to come in at the last minute and build two coats that they wanted different. And How are you so, modeling these coats from? What what are you modeling them from? Like, so the designer from. Yeah, the designer Paul Taswell, he's incredible. He's uh, we love working with we love working with everybody on this show. They are all such good people. And Paul Taswell, he 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 made sketches, he made uh, and gave them to us and gave us historical research. So they're all based he they like to say that it's it's the Calvin Klein version of the period. It's a little pared down, it's a little but it's still period pretty period accurate yeah and misha's what's your favorite costume what's my oh you know it's funny because every time we have a fitting i'm it, every single time we're like oh this is my favorite oh this is my favorite oh this is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, we've started joking about it because we love that I, honestly i don't think there's a costume that I don't love that we make. Mm. It's really amazing, all of it. Man, yeah. Such a good show. Um, Do you yeah. want to believe that I, did, I didn't see Hamilton? I've never seen it. I've never seen Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, and I can get you guys to watch it now. I have it. You got the secret, Chico? I got. Oh, well, why did we waste our time having Toba on the show? Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> we should be like watching the. What the hell? We should be interviewing no. Chico. About how this, what's, what's Disney Plus all about? I am into Mandalorian. I am super engaged with the Mandalorian. Well, if you're able to get on Disney in Argentina, Is that what you call your said, I'll get you on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh, dear. So I still want to go back to the conversation about tailors and seamstresses. Oh, oh yeah, the gender thing. So, like, first of all, I don't think we have a word for seamstress in Turkey. Oh, interesting. Maybe this is why I'm also, but, um, like, one, can you describe the difference more clearly to me? And excuse my ignorance on it. I don't think the difference is anything it. based beyond gender. No, it is actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Tailors make, so what the working definition that I have is that tailors make suits. Mm -hmm. the, uh, occasionally, you, I mean, occasionally you could say a tailor makes shirts, but really a shirt maker is called a shirt maker. A tailor makes a suit. That's it. Mm, so interesting. I did not yeah. know this. Yeah. So seamstresses do all the, can do other stuff. I don't even know what seamstresses oh, are supposed to do. I would have thought from not knowing any of this <laughs> and thinking the word seam is in it, that the seamstresses, the, what the seamstresses does is a lot more limited than what the tailor does in my head. 
in my head, seamstresses do alterations. Yeah, just, and I was they just do... going to say, yeah, more about alterations rather than making something from out of scratch. Yeah, and I mean, they can make things out of scratch, but I mean, in my field, it's interesting. In England, they have different terms than in America for all of these roles. But in America, you have drapers make dresses and then stitchers stitch them and tailors make suits, but tailors are pattern makers and they are stitchers. So it's a, it's kind of a catch-all word in my shop. Mm, mm, interesting. Yeah. You know, something that I, I, I think that we were in the, I, have, I don't know if you hear that talk, but I have a, a project called Tango Spheres that is a place that we, we, uh, we bring experiences on field and we hear them the, the, the point of view about tango and learn like historian musicians but not in the typical way that learning some stuff no it's more deeper and, and, and breaking some myth and we were thinking about uh, somebody who knows about the story of dresses and at the same time it can explain that the tango evolution about the, the dress code if that mm. makes sense what I'm saying because it's amazing how the dress code has changed since the since it started until now, and will be interested in a project that I don't know if you are interested to investigate something like that. I don't know if I am either, <laughs> but it sounds interesting. <laughs> I would like to know the results of the investigation at the very least. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, this is something that we are searching for somebody who has experience in 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 in. in who's a pro in this kind of stuff and, and, and explain us what the hell is this tango dress and what does it, why is it like this? How come, from where it comes from? What is the evolution of the, in the, in the, in, as a theater? And, and we are thinking in that. So when you were talking about, I was thinking, hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I'm fascinated by costume history too. I, I remember when I took my costume history course in college that it, it made me be able to remember history because it gave me a visual to, to put on everything. Mm. Because, yeah, because exactly. I like that. I love that. Yeah. So I could remember, oh, okay, that must, that was that war. People were looking like people were dressed like that. Oh, okay. That was that time in history because I know people were dressed like that. So it allowed me to have, to have sort of movies in my head or still pictures in my head of every of everyone and every time period. Uh, and there is a, the, the historian that we, we had the last time and we are going to have it next time too. She was telling a still story about a, a moment in Argentina where in the beginning of the century when Argentina was started to get as a country, as a identity as a country, there's the, the people who were in charge in political power, they they established the dress code to be a Argentinian instead of to be an immigrant. Because at that time, there was a bunch of people coming from all over the world, and all of them, they have their own dress code. And Argentina mm -hmm. just have the gaucho, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. and they started to, to, to create a dress code for, to differentiate them from the, Argentine, from the foreigners. Uh, and mm -hmm. that influences as well in the tango. So if you see Gardel, for instance, how, the, how he dressed, or you see the compadrito with this, like, with the uh, scar, how they were using, it's a special way to say something politically in that time. Hmm. 
In my mind, Gardell is wearing a normal suit for the time. Is that not true? It was something special. If you see that suit that Gardell has, okay. it's different than the Fred Astaire suit, for instance. Okay. Interesting. So I haven't looked at it very carefully. Mm. Okay. It's so it's mm. so different. And as well, the compadrito concept uh, that he has a dark... Uh, it was not a suit that was a... Like we understand a suit, like a combination, the same pant, the same fabric in the pant, the same fabric in the in the jacket. No, it was a different, um, mm. different kind of stuff that it was so interesting to hear. And then in the 90s or in the 80s, when the tango became popular again, as well, there's a new dress code. And when it's so fascinating, the story of tango. So I hope that you guys can come, of course, like my guest. So let me know. Mm -hmm. or the historian part of that mm -hmm. cool yeah cool. yeah i'd love to know more me too yeah yes for instance one of one of really funny thing that happened in the in the beginnings of the of the 90s that this historian kata 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 she was telling the tango as a tango's music was almost died we didn't know that but the tango music uh, from the 70 to the 90, 90 I don't know why, but uh, she, she can explain better. The point, if I co quote her correctly, is that there was a, there is a particular person who holds some, some writing about tango that was the heroine to rescue the tango as we uh, can recover the, the orchestras, the new orchestras, thanks to that lady uh, understood how to write tango because there was none. Uh, mm. records in the in the museums anywhere so it's fascinating that part of the story like a a pivotal moment mm. i hope that I, i'm quoting her correctly but i don't remember that awesome i love that she's a lady too so often <laughs> in history heroes are men or at least are told that heroes are men so <laughs> Well done. No, she's well done, goddess. Kat, uh, Kata Kata Gavana is she's a historian. She's a dancer. She's a feminist. <laughs> she's Argentinian awesome. tango dancer. So you can imagine what kind of talk she does, right? Saying, mentioning these details and and, and yeah. breaking breaking some stereotypes about the tango and the 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 woman and all this kind of stuff. And for instance, she, I didn't know that in the beginning of the century. When tango started to be famous, there was a bunch of female orchestras, just male, females. All the orchestra was male, uh, females, women. Mm. I didn't know that. And she brought it and said, um, okay, she, she said that there's one moment in the history in the 90s that something happened and they tried to erase that story. Wow. Huh. Awesome. Yeah. Things we don't know. Yeah, uh, tango it is the in, in uh, sixteen and seventeen of January. So you are welcome. There is two for one in this moment. If you want to check out the page, I do for want everyone to who's check listening. It out. Yeah, I do want Yo. to listen to it too. I yeah, exactly. Last tango Sophia's and uh, interesting. So, Toba, so, uh, just to fill you in, Marcelo has been organizing oh, Jesus these, like, weekends. Here. With interesting. Wow. Uh, Jackie, uh, thank you for the beautiful painting. Gorgeous. Thanks, Adam, for talking over me. <laughs> You're welcome, Chica. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it's been organizing great talks at our uh, interactive, but uh, he has some interesting guests and interesting topics. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, when you were mentioning this, 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 this amazing idea of the dancing parties, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I feel you. I feel you, Toba, because one, I hate just to go to any talk or anything in this moment that you just sit in front of the computer and listen or nothing, doing nothing. It's so yeah. depressing. So yeah. I, I, I want to create something that people are interactive, that they need to search and they need to explore. And, and the people that is doing the talk, they need to challenge the brain and the body of the person that they're listening. So we've, we, we still keep the fire of the tango burning and not just listening yeah, and do it, talking about the in the year 3031 what happened is this and then you have this and then you have that and then you want to kill myself <laughs> yeah yeah totally and, yeah and these dance parties are not i don't usually play tango music however one thing that i had one thing well, and also one thing that I have found that is really interesting, and it's not just me that's found this, but many people who've been dancing online have found it, is that the energy that can be exchanged through the Zoom screen is really actually very powerful. We do pin dances where, I mean, not always, but sometimes in the evening we do pin dances where you pin another person and so they're big on your screen. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's it really feels like you are dancing with them it's beautiful i feel that there is a project that is done by kelly and ellie as well this mm -hmm. going bring your own joy or bring to your own i don't remember well the name but you can search it for in facebook and they're having the similar idea just a group of people trying to move together and and sounds similar idea i love it i yes. one one of them is fun it's fun. Nice. I love it. Guys, I'd hate yeah. to interrupt, um, but feel free to chain, uh, share this information on the chat too. We have five minutes before we get cut off. Sure. But yeah. We get cut off in the middle of a conversation. So I'd rather cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> it's um, fun. Yeah. Because I think yeah. we'd love to thank you, Tova, and being part of it and accepting our invitation without even questioning what the hell we do and what this will be about. <laughs> it's my, it's my mo. <laughs> what what? Okay, sure. I, I wish we had more time to insult you, but um, <laughs> I know. Just, I know you do. It is what it is. Marcelo, yeah. thank you for joining us as well. Yes, As always, we really appreciate yeah. it. I think you're you've called in every week for the past 41 weeks, man. That's like a awesome. yes, I'm, 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 pin a I'm, medal on you or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's the loneliness. <laughs> I don't have any fun to bother, to bother, so I choose you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me we... tell you, you bother us a lot, so we appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I need oh. to share my sound with people, so I choose you. Fantastic. <laughs> so we appreciate That's the perfect. conversation, everybody. We're going to close it down. And um, Tova, thank you so much for joining us. Hope to see you yes. soon. Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank we're you here every Wednesday. Marcelo. Have a happy you. 